Hello, Ampies. It is the intro. We are starting season three of The Vampire Diaries. Pew, 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 pew. Woo! Yes. Get into it. Get amped. Get horny. Get really horny. Just like we do. You guys don't understand. We get so horny in season three. (laughs) Season three is great. (laughs) Season three is where we really become unleashed, uh, so to speak. We are... We just never wild. be normal again on this podcast after season three. Yeah, we 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 strip away any artifice that uh, that <laughs> remained. If you thought we were being very honest in season two, season three, something else. We're, again, we're truly not afraid to go there. Um, <laughs> if you like how long the episodes are now, you're gonna love how long they get. <laughs> Uh, yes, you are. Um, so this episode is going to cover episodes one and two of season three of The Vampire Diaries, The Birthday and The Hybrid. So The Birthday is an episode in which, according to IMDb, it's Elena's 18th birthday. And as she searches for Stefan, Damon tries to keep her from doing anything that might draw Klaus's attention. Fun! <laughs> it says nothing about a lark drinking with children, but please know that that happens. <laughs> Then, The Hybrid is an episode in which Damon and Alaric reluctantly go along with Elena's new strategy to find Stefan, leading Damon into a dangerous fight with an unexpected enemy. And yes, the cover image on IMDb is Nina Dobrev in the lake. (laughs) (laughs) So you know it's good. You do. You're not seeing that mullet uh, from Mr. (laughs) Ian. Uh, Don't worry, guys. We talk about Mr. Ian's hair at length uh, in these episodes for season three. We absolutely do. It was really bad. I'm, I'm, I'm still mad at him for that. Because you know it was his call. Yeah. I mean, if he had his, if truly had his way, Damon would be wearing hats all the time. Oh, thank no. God. No, 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 no. Nope. No thanks. <laughs> yeah. They, they luckily confined that to the flashbacks. Like, every flashback, Damon has to have a hat. And you know that's, like, you know that's Ian. <laughs> He loves a hat. I think we should tell the listeners about how the children of uh, of the world are cheating using <laughs> my writing. Yeah. Yes. Children, use your own work. Don't copy LaToya. <laughs> uh, yeah, one of my followers, uh, he tweeted to me. Basically, he's like, LaFerbs is such a great reviewer of Glow that three of my students couldn't help but plagiarize her reviews and try to pass them off as their own, believing I'd never find out. Too bad for them. I've been a fan of her work since I read her reviews for Lucifer, and I recognized it. Uh, so, yeah. And then the plot, like, thickens. <laughs> uh, yeah. But she told me, uh, because the students cheated, I had to review their earlier assignments. And one of them wasn't just ripping off LaToya. They were ripping off the AV Club's comment threads on her reviews for their pure reactions. <laughs> Suffice it to say, they're failing the course. So uh, what class is this for? Do you know that? Do we know what? I, I don't know, but it's a class where they, they are, like, they're talking about TV critically, and you know these what? kids are cheating. They're, they're using my words, which, I mean, that's great, but also don't do that. Yeah, they have great taste. Yeah, they're trying to from the best. <laughs> that, like, that's how I really know that I've made it, honestly. <laughs> you truly have. Like, that is, that is beautiful stuff. Crazy. The kids... Don't cheat. Cheating's wrong. Right. I'm opposed to it. This is an, this is an anti-cheating podcast. <laughs> I think that's true. Yeah, that rings true for us. We're good kids. Yeah, we were never bullies <laughs> until now. 
We were such good kids. Now we can be bullies as a treat. <laughs> and like, like core because of core, I feel like we can be bullies as a treat. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, anything else we need to bring to the intro table? I think I keep forgetting to mention this. If I did mention this, we'll just cut it out. But I know we had talked about who should have been cast as Jeremy instead. That was oh, yeah. era appropriate. <laughs> oh, yeah, we keep talking pick, about this. Yeah, and my pick is Johnny Simmons, who would have been the right age and was in, uh, like, was just in, would have just been in Evan Almighty as, like, his kid or something. And I think that's exactly the level. Like, just was a small part in a movie. That feels like you could then be Jeremy, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think I wrote down what I thought, but I don't know where I wrote it. So, uh, so many notes that I have. I have so many notes uh, in my emails. Like, wow, mm -hmm. uh, Morgan and I are really coming for Silicon and Kate in this bonus app, is one of my notes. <laughs> yeah, we yeah. really did. I saw someone else coming for Citizen Kane on my timeline today, and it felt good. <laughs> also in my notes, Morgan calling Jeremy and Bonnie lovers. <laughs> <laughs> that word bums me out unless it's between the words meat and pizza. <laughs> oh, yeah, I did say uh, that uh, Dustin Milligan... Like mm -hmm. uh, off of 90210 and of course Shit's Creek now that he could have right. uh, possibly played uh, Jeremy he would have been cute it would have been sweet either way I would have rather seen Bonnie kiss these two actors <laughs> yeah yeah mm -hmm. I would have preferred those two actors to be Bonnie's lover mm. ah. or, or Bonnie doesn't date Elena's brother how about that <laughs> That'd be nice. That said, Stephen R. McQueen, come on the pod. <laughs> tell, tell us your workout regimen. <laughs> Please do. Zoom us in a tank top. No. No, thanks. I deserve it for how mean I've been. <laughs> like, as a punishment. <laughs> anyway, uh, do we have anything else to do, or should we just uh, let them get right into the meat and potatoes of us being wild? Uh, I think we should get into the, the meat and potatoes of a drop in the ocean. <laughs> Sing it, Jill. A drop in the ocean. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Jill. You're welcome. And without further ado, The Empire Diaries. Welcome to the Empire Diaries. You know the risk, where we had to podcast. I am one of your hosts, Latoya Ferguson. I'm Morgan Ludich. And I'm Jill Dayfield. And today we are starting season three of the Vampire Diaries, you guys. Um, we got episode one, The Birthday, and episode two, The Hybrid. Are these all the episodes this season, by the way? Let's see. Let's look it out real quick. Yeah, I'm wondering. No, they're not all. Three. Next one is the end of the affair. So. It is. And I'm both excited to watch and terrified that Jill's going to completely hate it. <laughs> I love it so much. But Jill, again, Jill, just think of the flashbacks as the present and the present as the future. Mm -hmm. Yes, mm -hmm. that makes sense. And I will do that. <laughs> Oh, I'm so excited. I'm, I'm very excited for it. I mean, yeah, because this episode, it really is kind of like mostly flashbacks. So just thinking of it that way, it's not like the same where it's like mostly present day and then some flashbacks. So yeah. <sighs> Jill, <laughs> it's so good. Give it, give it a chance, please. Jill, it's very good. I'll give it a chance. I'll give it a chance. What's your favorite thing that has happened so far in a Vampire Diaries flashback? You have to pick one thing. 
<laughs> in a flashback? Yeah, in a flashback, Joe. Best flashback moment. Jesus. Um, <laughs> guys, so the flashbacks don't stick in my brain, so it's going to take me a minute. <laughs> I mean, just think about, like, rack your brain for 1864, uh, the Civil War. <laughs> Catherine? Probably, like, Steve killing his dad, right? Yeah, Steve killing his <laughs> Yeah, I'll go with that. I just happy Salvatore. Mutual. Even though that the one the Miley song. <laughs> and that's like two two hours of us doing Mario voice. <laughs> it's a me. It's a me, a Damon. <laughs> no, it's a me, a Damo. <laughs> I wish, I wish for one Halloween on the show, Stefan and Damon would go as Mario and Luigi for Halloween. Oh, yes. Uh, actually, no, I want them as Wario and Waluigi. <laughs> uh, then, oh, this the next Halloween where they both flip their switches, they're Wario and Waluigi. Uh, Elena is uh, Princess Peach. Alaric is Yoshi. <laughs> is, is Klaus Bowser? <laughs> yes! <laughs> this is good. Uh, Matt is Toad. Oh, <laughs> I like it. I like it a lot. Yeah, I feel good about this. Yes. Um. So, Jill. Yeah. This is your first time seeing season three of Vampire Diaries. Obviously, your first time seeing these episodes. How did you feel about these episodes of television? Um, you guys, I think we peaked here. Uh, <laughs> I don't think it could get any better. Uh, and it, I am the happiest I will ever be. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and remember the good old days when you hated Tyler and you would never like him no that's fake That's <laughs> our podcast is fake news at least in the first season <laughs> oh my god I uh, watching these with you is a real treat it's uh, <laughs> season 3 is uh, is my uh, 3 and 6 are my two faves so I am I'm very happy to be here yeah it's uh, good times uh, great memories and Jill is going to die multiple times in pretty much every episode, honestly. And I'm yeah. so excited for it. Based on these two episodes, I think season three is my season. <laughs> uh, I am not going to survive. Oh, you will not. Yeah, it's going to put you through the ringer. <laughs> and uh, I cannot wait. I can't wait. So, Morgan, of course, we've seen these episodes numerous times. We watched them when they originally aired. So what were your thoughts when they originally aired back in the day? So I was a freshman in college and uh, I uh, I loved these. I, I I couldn't believe how good this season was. And by the time I was watching it, I was kind of far away, I guess, from most of my friends who used to watch it. Like I had friends in high school who would watch it. But now I was in a new state and I was away from all of my friends who I'd usually talk to about it. So I felt very... Um, I felt like I'd stumbled upon this like great secret, even though this was my third year watching the show. And I was like, is 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 everybody seeing that? Like I I had what <laughs> you had in season two very much in season three, where I was like, aren't you all watching this? Like, don't you know about it? Especially because I'd just gotten to film school and like mm-hmm. everyone was doing that with like every Tarantino movie. But I was like, what about the vampire diaries though, guys? <laughs> and you were right, and you should say it. And and I was right, and I should have said it, and I did. How were we not friends sooner? (laughs) Because men kept us apart. (laughs) We had to wade through so many boys. We really did. (laughs) To find each other. (laughs) 
it's unreal. <laughs> the patriarchy strikes again. <laughs> it truly does. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I love these. Uh, what about you, Latoya? What do you remember about your first viewings? Again, I'm like, are you all watching this? Come on. What is happening? Of course, <laughs> you know, no one listens to me. The usual. Um, <laughs> but when these episodes aired, I was like, holy shit. <laughs> like, uh, the season's not afraid to go there. Yeah, it's like... It's off with such a start, and there's already so many iconic things in just these two episodes. It rules. Yeah, I was, I think I had started getting into uh, the Tumblr world too. So, like, I, I had that support. I think in season two is when I started to get into the Tumblr world. So, I had that support system while watching the show. I, I definitely hated uh, Damon's hair from the moment I saw it. Uh, <laughs> but I was really intrigued in the Jeremy ghost storyline, obviously. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was like, I couldn't believe what they were doing with Stefan uh, and how they made him a monster. Yeah. Uh, and yeah, I couldn't forgive him for what he did to Andy Starr. Mm-hmm. I still can't forgive him for what he did to Andy Starr. <laughs> but yeah, as I, as I noted, uh, the reason, like, I'm sure the main reason really is because she, again, she booked a series regular role on House of Lies on <laughs> Showtime with uh, Don Cheadle. So, mm-hmm. I mean, good for her, but also Vampire Diaries is a better show. <laughs> <laughs> um, I've only seen the episode of House of Lies where Matt Damon plays himself. <laughs> I've seen every episode. <laughs> I don't know why. <laughs> but yeah, and Tyler and Caroline and Hot. And what, is Alaric drinking with his students? That was a lot of my reactions at the time. <laughs> and finally, we are here at the party we always reference. <laughs> Alaric just drinking alcohol with his students. And he's like, yeah, obviously this is weird, but I won't leave. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you you made the, the best comment about it in the chat, Morgan, when you're like, what do these kids think? We're like, they're teachers here. And like that lady from the news. <laughs> like, like if Andy had made it to the party, he'd be like, yeah, did you go to Elena Gilbert's birthday? Like, Mr. Saltzman from history class was there. And so was that lady from the news. It would have ruled um, R.I.P. Andy. R.I.P. Andy. Yeah, you guys ready to talk? Season three premiere, the birthday. Oh yeah, Hell yeah. Let's do it. So we open in Tennessee. Uh, we got a gal. She's looking for her dog, and she's approached by a handsome stranger. That stranger looks a little bit familiar, <laughs> <laughs> but he doesn't sound too familiar. <laughs> I don't think it's Joseph Morgan doing this accent. I think he was dubbed by someone else. Klaus does his American accent and it's like, I'm so sorry. I didn't mean to scare you. Yeah, my car ran out of gas a couple months. I think, I think you're turning it a little too far ago. It's, 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 it's probably just, uncharitable, but it wasn't good. It's very unnatural and I, I never want to hear it again. This woman, however, she's a smarty. She's like, don't you have a fucking cell phone? He's like, yeah, it died. What next? And she's like, uh, fine, I'll bring you my phone, but you cannot come in my house. (laughs) And uh, he compels her and he goes in. And then inside her home is another woman. I got very excited and asked if they were lesbians because I'm starving for queer representation on this show. We've decided they're lesbians. Uh, We didn't give them a chance to say they're not lesbians. They're dead, but they were wives. Um, and <laughs> they were wives, and then, like, Simon from Seventh Heaven was their son. <laughs> <laughs> oh, 
So Klaus says he's looking for a guy named Ray Sutton. And the women say he's almost never here. He's on the road mostly. And they said, but I expect he makes it home once a month. Winky, winky. So where is he? And if you don't tell me, I'm going to torture the fuck out of you. So they run. So one of the women tries to run out the door. And who is at her front door but Steve? (laughs) Oh, Steve Steve himself. Steve. We've waited a whole summer to see you, Steve. I truly had. I was, I could not believe it. It rolled. Uh, he is looking mean and good. Yeah. Uh, probably not what you want to hear, but like him as a ripper, it suits him uh, very well. Yeah. Paul Wesley hot. Um, <laughs> and so uh, Klaus is like, oh, I love it when they run. And he's like being such a little bitch. Uh, they explain that he's probably at this bar called Southern Comfort, which I was like, how clever a name. Um, and Klaus is like, cool, thanks. Can my friend come in? Stefan is invited in. And Klaus orders him to kill one of the women quickly and make the other woman suffer. He'll be in the car. He calls neither of them goddesses, though, so points deducted, I guess. Yeah, this this killing we like less, right, Jill? Yes. You need to call them goddesses first. Lesbian goddesses, and then you can kill them. So then Stefan fucking chomps the fuck out of one of these girls, and uh, you assume he'll do the same to the next one, and uh, Klaus leaves smiling. Klaus is uh, loving it. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Yeah. <laughs> we now go to Elena. She's waking up under her horse portrait and she is, uh, you know, she's opening the curtains. She's waking Jeremy up. Um, She drops that uh, he's late for work. Matt called, which means he works for the grill now. And Jeremy has his 12th haircut. Number 12. Number 12. And his shoulders have doubled in size. But they're only going to get bigger. They're going to get bigger? Oh, they're going to get bigger, Jill. Oh, man. Uh, So then we go over to the town square. And who is it? Who is it? It's Caroline. It's Caroline. And she's on her Bluetooth headset. (laughs) (laughs) She is a teenager with a Bluetooth headset because she is planning a party and she's on a mission and she needs both hands. (laughs) I love her so much. I want to die. So Elena's like, what are you doing? And Caroline's like, oh, me? I'm just shopping for the party that you're going to try to bail on. (laughs) She knows her so well. It is so funny. Elena is such an antisocial bitch, and I love her. Remember when Elena was pretended to be a cheerleader for one day? (laughs) And like she couldn't do it. She was like, oh, this sucks. (laughs) Too much socialization. She's like, I'm too goth for this now. Fuck. <laughs> you can't be a cheerleader and want the D at the same time. Mm-hmm. So uh, Elena's like, I never said yes to you throwing this party. And Caroline's like, you were never going to, which is why I planned it. <laughs> now she drops that her mom wants a call from Elena because she found an animal attack in Memphis that looks like the work mm-hmm. of a vampire. So it turns out Elena is trying to find Stefan, you know, via reports of... Uh, Stuff that looks like vampires. And good for Liz Forbes. She's helping. Yeah, we like. So uh, then Caroline uh, locks eyes with one Tyler Lockwood. He sure does. Looking good. Looking handsome. And Elena uh, hangs up with a uh, final and feeble request to keep tonight small, to which Caroline replies, wear something pretty. (laughs) My girl, my world. (laughs) Uh, and then Jill's furious because the scene is not Caroline and Tyler anymore. No, they cut so quickly. You cut 
angry they cut away to stay with our protagonist when the phone call went. <laughs> You're like, go back, go back. <laughs> so then at Elena's house, uh, she checks in with Alaric, who is making his bed on the couch. It becomes clear that he has been staying there, like, basically all summer on the mm-hmm. couch, which is wild. <laughs> we, I think we should note, obviously, that like this takes place, like, they're near the end of summer. They're, not, like, not back in school uh, I looked it up. It's not until like episode five, obviously mm-hmm. your, your your fave, <laughs> where g- going back to school becomes you know something they talk about. Yeah, so we can assume it's been like two, three months, right? Yeah, let's say this like all, all this like first five or whatever takes place in like the last month of summer. That makes sense, right? Yeah, I would I would agree. Yeah. So Larry's like, oh, do you have more Stefan news? And she's like, could be Klaus victims, but you know we're tracking. Something. And uh, Alaric's like, well, are you sure Stefan's still even with Klaus? And she's like, it's easy to be certain when the alternative is that he's dead. (laughs) Christ, (laughs) Elena. We start the season off pretty bleak, I gotta say. My baby girl. Uh, She's sassing everyone. Yeah, I I love her. And uh, she's teasing him about staying on the couch. And he's like, yeah, I'm not really interested in staying in either your dead parents' room or my dead girlfriend's room. She's like, fair enough. It's a lot. Mm -hmm. But he wishes her a happy birthday. And it's really sweet. Should we talk about kind of like the way their dynamic has progressed? I feel like it's just really lived in and nice. And I love him being their dad well yes i love him being their dad it it is really lived in enough for her to call him rick in class and everyone would be like what the fuck (laughs) uh but yeah it's they're kind of like doing banter but you can tell he's not well he's like so he's good i'm like he's not looking good he looks he looks rough for him just still like he's still matt davis so he looks good but you know he looks cw rough (laughs) yeah his hair has no volume (laughs) he's a sad dad right now He's always, like, pulling on shirts. Yes. <laughs> he's been sleeping on the couch all summer. He's been staying with them, but he's been sleeping on the couch all summer. I'm guessing Elena has to remind him to do grocery shopping, if he even does the grocery shopping. <laughs> I, I don't know. He's not doing well. He doesn't seem well. Yeah. Uh, Jill, what did you think of our, our first glimpse of uh, Warner? Um, yeah, he was not looking good, but a uh, big fan of Daddy Rick. Um. <laughs> oh yeah, he's he's not like officially Rick for you, not Warner too. You said that in the chat, right? Yeah, I'm I'm slowly moving away from Warner. Um, uh, he uh, he will be referred to as Rick. <laughs> yeah, it's yeah, kind of the case. Sometimes not. <laughs> oh, I I fucking love it. Uh, so then we move on to the Salvador House, and we see Damon for the first time, and what a first time it is. Uh. He is in a bubble bath, drinking champagne. <laughs> we have no choice but to stand. <laughs> Uh, what a scene. What a scene. Because I, <laughs> it's not just him in a bubble bath drinking all the champagne. It's just com- him complaining about drinking all the champagne. And then Andy Starr dunking on him. Because Andy Starr is back, baby. Yes. She's like, like, Damon's like, we're out of champagne. She's like, no, you are out of champagne. I do not drink in the morning. <laughs> I love her. And then, and then he's like, will you go get some? And she's like, absolutely not. Get it yourself. I'm not your slave is what she says. I love her. He gets out of the bathtub covered in suds, dripping everywhere like a little bitch and walks out of the room. I love it. I mean, I've been saying for a while when it comes to Andy and Damon that he's like whipped, but like he's he's whipped at this point. Oh, 100%. It's great. (laughs) 
Uh, but yeah, this is a scene, and I, re- I actually, I remember um, they had the clip, they put this before the episode aired, uh, the clip of uh, Damo walking around the house naked, and then bumping into <laughs> poor Elena. Oh god, what a what a treat for the fans. Yeah. Uh, yeah, he walks into Elena, and he's behind her, and he's like, good morning, and she's like, oh cool, hey, I was gonna, and then she turns around and sees him naked, and she is like horrified and turns back around. Good thing she's turning 18. <laughs> it oh, is. God truly so funny because she yells at him and she's like you heard me you knew i was here and she, and he's like yeah you should learn to knock what if i was indecent <laughs> lil bitch she tosses him up a, t- a towel and makes like a big show of like peeking through her fingers and then looking once it's safe <laughs> i love her uh she tells damon that they have another location to check from sheriff forbes in memphis and damon's like oh you mean another dead end and uh so it seems like he is Way less optimistic about this whole thing uh, than Elena is. Uh, yeah. So Elena says she's going to go by herself, and Damon uh, doesn't like the sound of that. Mm-hmm. He tells her to stop looking, and like he, he's he's clearly pulling the old demo. I don't care about something, only to show he cares about something. Oh yeah, and this is where uh, he they like tap this and remind us that Klaus thinks she's dead, so uh, he does not want her like sniffing around them because uh klaus could find out she's alive and that would be very bad which is probably why uh i, I get where caroline's coming from but they should have had a smaller party for elena yeah <laughs> you don't know if that klaus hasn't like compelled like the students in your class oh yeah you don't know like, that <laughs> give you little tips um so damon looks over at his little map that he has and he's like oh, okay cool so they've moved to tennessee and uh this is a map he is keeping secret from elena in his closet yeah yeah, in his closet. He has a little murder board. And Andy's like, oh, so that like victim you had me look into had family in Tennessee. And uh, they're like, oh, so they're starting to see a pattern here. And Damon asks if she's up for a road trip. And she says, no can do. I've got work. But I can see if, if I can get you an address. They're so cute. I love the idea that like, they, they've, like he and Andy have spent the summer going on road trips looking for Stefan. It's so cute. And he must be so annoying during those road trips. The one scene I wish we had, which we don't, is the scene where Damon apologizes to Andy to get back together with her. I would have liked that too. I, it's all I want. But also it probably would have caused me a lot of pain given what happens to Andy. Yes, very much so. Uh, I love her so much. Um, again, Donna Valerie's great and I hate that, what, how it ends, but like she went on a great episode for the character, honestly. Yes. Uh, so then we go over to the grill. Jeremy's working in the back stock room, and he is talking to Bonnie via video chat on his Motorola phone. Motorola. God, Motorola. A good company to get a phone from, in my opinion. Is it, is it time for an ad now for Motorola? If you want a video chat with your girlfriend, and she's a witch, and you're a little emo-ass bitch who can see ghosts, and you're in the stock room at your job when you should be just doing work, but instead you're Skyping with your friend, your girlfriend, you should buy a Motorola phone. <laughs> um, Morgan, I'm reading the Motorola copy. It's saying we shouldn't say bitch. Hmm. Uh, I refuse then. Uh, we're rejecting them as a sponsor. Um, creative differences. <laughs> <laughs> I will not compromise my vision. <laughs> uh, so Jeremy's like, you gotta come home. It's boring without you. And she's like, you think you're bored? My dad's side of the family is like wet paint that never dries. And it's like, oh God, good I, I'd rather Bonnie be bored. She's been miserable so much. <laughs> Bonnie, never stop being bored. Mm-hmm. So Bonnie's happy that Jeremy's working at the grill. She's like, a summer job is good for you. You need something normal in your life. And then almost as if on cue, 
the lights flicker and there's a bunch of spooky sounds and Bonnie's like what's that and Jeremy's like oh definitely not ghosts bye and like hangs up (laughs) so then he hangs up and who do we see but Vicky in her in her vest (laughs) uh and she's standing right in front of him and he like drops his phone and is like what the fuck and then he sees Anna and she's about to reach for him and then Matt comes in God, I still wish Vicky were in her vampire costume. The script coordinator should have had a fit. <laughs> oh, that would be great. <laughs> so in comes Maddie Blue, and he uh, is demanding that Jeremy switch sections with him because Caroline and Tyler just sat down in his, and he doesn't feel like waiting on his ex-girlfriend, which, fair. And apparently they're the only two boys who work at this restaurant. <laughs> yeah, which doesn't surprise me. Meanwhile, Caroline and Tyler are outside. And they're talking. Jill? <laughs> they are talking. Ooh, I'm so happy. <laughs> <laughs> you sound so happy. So Caroline mentions that uh, Tyler's mom's being really weird. Like, she keeps staring. Uh, then Jeremy comes out to serve them. And sh- and Caroline puts, you know, two and two together and makes four. And is like, Matt made you switch sections. He thinks we're dating. And Tyler says, so does my mom. And Caroline is, like, shocked by that. And Tyler's like, we're together all the time. It's not a leap. <laughs> But Caroline insists that it's crazy. Caroline, girl, don't deny. So crazy. (laughs) (laughs) How are you doing, Jill? Oh, I was ready, as you know. (laughs) I feel like the heat that we're feeling now in LA, it goes with this episode and the Tyler Caroline story. (laughs) You are absolutely true. It is a a very hot uh, time out on the grill's patio. (laughs) Jill's got the vapors. Uh Oh my god. Yeah, apparently everyone thinks that Tyler and Caroline are dating, and they are not after all these months, somehow. (laughs) They're not. They're not dating. They just spend all their time together and uh, talk about being horny. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Which, to be fair, guys, we're getting close. Uh, So, over at the Southern Comfort Bar, a gentleman named Ray uh, walks up and gets beer, and who is he next to? But Klaus, who's very excited. Klaus not doing that goddamn American accent, which I'm happy about. Thank God. <laughs> and and Ray is uh, played by David Gallagher, who again is Simon from Seventh Heaven. So I know that. Oh, okay. I did not get that reference at the time that it was made because I didn't watch Seventh Heaven because my parents uh, were not religious. <laughs> I don't think you need religious parents to be suddenly watching way too much Seventh Heaven and not know why you're doing it as I did. I, uh, I remember I had a friend when I was in like the fifth or sixth grade, like, like, like I was, we were friends with each other for like third through sixth grade and and I would go over to her house and I'd want to watch Charmed and she couldn't Uh and instead she'd be like, yeah, but like we can watch Seventh Heaven and I was like, that is not the same and so the only Seventh Heaven I've ever seen is with her and I hated it because I was like this, I want to watch cool witches in halter tops be sassy and instead it was just like a bunch of dour catholic people i mean the the next tv rewatch uh, podcast i might start is uh, with my friend um frankie and she and i for whatever reason every time we get together we end up singing the seventh heaven theme song because we unfortunately we don't know why well watch way too much seventh heaven i can't remember way too much about it but like after thinking about it many years past me watching all of it i'm like it was jessica biel <laughs> that yeah. was the reason i was watching so much seventh heaven it was jessica oh my biel God. 
Chen, speaking of Jessica Biel, I need to talk about something and it's deeply important. And it's that <laughs> one time Jill and I took uh, a class together, a fitness class together. Jill, can I talk about this? Yes, absolutely. Mm-hmm. We took a burlesque class. I did not go for another one. I was bad at it. <laughs> <laughs> it's okay. We can be honest about what happened. But our instructor <laughs> played a song, the lyrics of which went... You make me feel like Jessica Beale. And I lost my mind. I was like, I was looking around at everybody in the room, like, are we hearing this? Are we all hearing this? What does it mean? What does it mean to be with a romantic partner that makes you feel like Jessica Beale? And I, I am looking up know. the lyrics to this song. It's called Champagne by Lindsay L. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and we I believe this was the song I believe we did we did a little routine to this one or to another one but anyways I went home immediately and was like Michael I heard this strangest song yeah <laughs> just uh just if you want to treat yourself to Lindsay L's champagne you make me feel like Jessica Biel stepping out of a stretch diamonds hugging my And I, I have thought of very little since I. (laughs) (laughs) I'm sorry to take us on a detour, but I feel like it was important to talk about this. That's what we do on this podcast. We take detours. (laughs) So, anyways, Klaus is meeting a werewolf in a bar. Yep. This guy is like, this seems shady as fuck. I'm going to get the fuck out of here. But he bumps into Stefan, who is uh, not going to let him leave. Uh, He realizes that they're both vampires. And he's like, yeah, um, not only are we vampires, but we've compelled everybody in the bar. Yeah, they have. None of them will help you, which rules. It's so fun. (laughs) That's really cool. I mean, it's very mean, but it's like really cool. Oh, it's horrifying, but I love it. And uh, Klaus explains that he's something else, a different kind of monster. He's got some vampires, some wolf. And Ray's like, you're what? And he's like, a hybrid, Ray. I'm both. Klaus is the most extra ass bitch in the game. I mean, he's not a regular vamp. He's a cool vamp. Yeah. <laughs> uh, he is like very like Steve Buscemi in 30 Rock going undercover in the high school energy here. I mean, I guess that's kind of also Stefan in general, too. So. That is also Stefan. A lot of people in this show have that energy. <laughs> And that's why I love it. Uh, So uh, Klaus explains that he wants to make more of him. And now that he's finally come across a werewolf, uh, he is going to do it. (laughs) Later we can talk about how Klaus is like just trying to make his own family. It's like, well, you could have had your own family that you didn't dagger, but we'll get to that. Yeah. So uh, Stefan uh, asks for the darts and explains that they're going to play a game called Truth or Wolfsbane, which sounds very... Not fun. It sounds cool. <laughs> Pro torture on the Vampire Diaries. Look, this show <laughs> loves torture. Uh, I like when the show eventually questions, like, are we terrible people? But we have a, lot, a ways to go before that. <laughs> 
our friends can have a little torture as a treat. <laughs> so uh, meanwhile, speaking of friends, Damon and Alaric have gone to Tennessee to check out the site of the quote unquote animal attack. Yes. And Rick is like, why don't you just tell Elena like what we're doing? And Damon says, well, this is half a lead and I don't want to get her hopes up. And Alaric's like, they're all half leads and I don't like lying to her when I practically live there. And he, he makes this comment where he's like, yeah, I keep waiting for them to kick me out, but I don't know why. It's not like I'm helping or anything. And I'm like, they're children and they want an adult they want like a stable you're the closest thing they have to like a parent of course they haven't kicked you out rick is a mess honestly and uh in the scene i get very mad about damon's hair because it looked almost okay in the house but like Mm -hmm. it's awful in the wild and it's just like his terrible hair it like curls up in the back and it's i've been like wanting to talk about it obviously since the beginning of this podcast i hate it it so upset he's such an attractive man Uh uh-huh and i've seen ian with longer hair than this and it looks good it's just like this midway between like his usual hair and that long and it's furious it's a mullet he has a goddamn mullet he has a mullet (laughs) the audacity to have a haircut this bad when you're this handsome uh i'm sorry Drive me crazy. These episodes are so great, but his hair is so bad. It's this is the CW, son. I will say this is the worst it looks. I think this scene. I think I hate, I hate it too, and like Andy's death scene too, because it, it distracts from that as well. Yes. <laughs> Guys, I have to admit, um, the hair did not bump for me. <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't care for it. Fine. <laughs> I'm not as mad as LaToya is, but I but I don't like it for sure. I got like madder as I was watching these episodes. I could feel that. <laughs> it's like by no means is it a good look for him, but like it doesn't bump for me. I'm like, yeah, sure, I can deal with that. <laughs> it's one thing if like maybe it's supposed to signify like he's let himself go this summer, but I don't think it's supposed to. This was just the choice Ian made for his hair. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and there's it can only have been his choice. <laughs> yeah. Which is uh, which is very sad. Speaking of very sad, we find uh, our two possible lesbians uh, sitting on the couch together, like, stained with blood. And uh, Damon says, oh, this is 100% Stefan's work. They call him the Ripper because he feeds so hard, he blacks out and he rips the people he's, like, feeding on apart. But when he's done, he feels really guilty and he puts the bodies back together. Uh, talk about a, a serial killer M.O., <laughs> fuck jill what did you think about this i fucking loved that (laughs) yeah i I figured you would so cool like not good but like so cool that's what it means to be a ripper Ripper. (laughs) uh so then we move back to the salvatore house and we have a very special scene best friend scene number three activate (laughs) a scene with uh not only caroline with not only elena but also with Tyler. <laughs> the best friends and Caroline. The best friends and Caroline. How do you think Elena feels that Caroline might start dating her best friend? I mean, I think she and Tyler are going to need to talk about this. <laughs> oh my god, it's so funny. I mean, these episodes have two back-to-back best friend scenes. I. It is absolutely unbelievable. It's the densest Elena-Tyler section of the series. I don't remember if there are more Elena Tyler scenes this season, but I think just on that alone, this is uh, the most uh, Elena Tyler heavy season there is. <laughs> I'm say- I, I, yeah, I genuinely do agree that it is. Um, oh, I am so happy. That's why it's your favorite, Jill. <laughs> 
Elena is like talking and kind of complaining about how she feels like she has to fight Damon every time they get a lead. And Tyler's like, well, maybe he doesn't want to find him because he's into you. <laughs> <laughs> this is what happens when Tyler's like allowed to talk about like what everyone else is talking about. I love him. It is absolutely hysterical. Like Elena's like, oh no, but like Stefan left with Klaus to save Damon's life. Like, of course Damon wants to find him. And Tyler's like, but he kissed you, right? Probably like fucked with his head. <laughs> boy corner <laughs> Caroline screams at him and she apologizes to Elena and she's like yeah like it was a goodbye kiss I thought he was gonna die and Tyler's like whatever and then Elena leaves because she missed a call from Bonnie Caroline turns to Tyler and says one of my favorite Caroline lines ever which is just because I tell you things doesn't mean you're allowed to know them <laughs> Oh, I I love her so much. Tyler says sorry with zero remorse. <laughs> and says like, I had to go pick up uh, Sophie because he is bringing a date to the party tonight. And Caroline calls her slutty Sophie. Zoinks. Uh, and Tyler says, yeah, um, I'm horny all the time. And things have been kind of slow lately. <laughs> he says things have been slow lately. And then he brings up being horny all the time he says it, and in this moment he becomes sorry Catherine, uh, the patron saint of this podcast <laughs> oh god i love him so much I, dirty little dog he's a dirty little dog <laughs> i'm losing my mind uh god Caroline uh, totally understands because she feels like she's going to explode all the time. It's a vampire thing <laughs> because everything is heightened. So they always get horny eyes. Mm-hmm. And Tyler was like, oh yeah, it's a werewolf thing too. And she's like, well, it's a vampire thing. It's really weird. They stare at each other for a long period of time. And then she says, uh, I hope you'll uh, get lucky tonight. <laughs> <laughs> And Jill loses her mind. Oh my god, I was oh so close to screaming, but I didn't scream until later. Don't worry. <laughs> uh, do you love them? I, I this is the best the they ever are. <laughs> do you love them? Uh, I'm gonna have to say no. I don't love them. Actually, <laughs> actually, I, I'm over them. Wow, <laughs> has it like spun around so far that now you hate them? <laughs> imagine uh they're great even i will tell you they are great uh they're super cute and hot this is this is their time uh and i and i love it and i'm very happy about it no regrets (laughs) it's also just nice that they're friends like that's the thing about all of these people is that like i think it's the show is the best when they like genuinely like each other and care about each other. And we haven't really done like a friends to lovers thing yet. Uh, if I may uh, use the L word. Um, Cause like Caroline and Matt, when they start hooking up, they've like known each other forever, but it's clear that they are like barely friends. Yeah. <laughs> and this like makes them friends, uh, which is really fun. And uh, I like that. I just really like that Tyler and Caroline like b- go from friends to more. I think it's really cute. Agreed. Yeah. Jill? I just inject every scene that they have into my system. <laughs> and I will be happy forever. I, I-, I can't tell if like, if you you're writing all these this into your vampire diary like this is all you write into it or you like you stop writing your vampire diary when their scenes happen i just i, I lose my breath every time <laughs> they got me so hard i had a dream about vampire diaries last night yes, <laughs> yes you did what a great text 
Oh, uh, it was a great text to receive. I was uh, very high in watching Gossip Girl. I got that text and I was like, yo. I like uh, <laughs> fell asleep uh, with my lamp on. So, but, like, so I woke up like a few minutes before I got the text. So like, I need to turn my lamp off. And then I get that text. It's like, oh, wow. <laughs> <laughs> mm, what a world. Um, so then back in Tennessee, um, Damon sets fire to the house uh, to cover their tracks. And while they're doing it, they realize there is a weird fucking uh, basement room trapdoor full of chains and they realize uh, that someone who lived here was a werewolf. So da, 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 that's a lead. Uh, so, Which I, I want to say, uh, congrats to Ray's uh, lesbian friends for being so accepting of his werewolfism. Yeah, they were really chill. So Ray, uh, speaking of Ray, uh, he is chained to the wall of the bar and he has all these darts in his body because yeah. Stefan is dipping darts in Wolf's Bane and throwing them at him, which kind of rules. It very much rules. Um, sorry, Ray. I guess we're fine, but you're a werewolf, and werewolves tend to suck. So <laughs> I picked my side. Uh, Klaus is having a great time. <laughs> Mr. Klaus, you mean? <laughs> Mr. Klaus. Uh, and Seven's like, look, all of this can end right now. You should have to tell me where your pack goes on the full moon. But Ray will not. And he's like, and Stefan, uh, Gets a little sassy, a little sarcastic stuff in here. He's like, I know, I know, you live by a code and all that. But you see, he's not going to let me stop until you tell me. And I do whatever he says, so that's the way it goes around here. And so we get the vibe that Stefan uh, is, play- is, is, at, is at the very least appearing to be a more careless and shitty version of himself who, like, does whatever Klaus says all the time always. Mm-hmm. Uh, so then a woman walks over to Klaus and she does call him Mr. Klaus. <laughs> and uh, the deal is that she saw uh, Damon. And uh, Stefan over here is, and also just the Mr. Klaus thing, you would think that uh, Klaus would call himself like Klaus Smith, like uh, Elijah called himself Elijah Smith. Uh, mm-hmm. Maybe they should uh, work on that, uh, you know, giving him a name or something. Yep, maybe we should give him a name. Uh, so, <laughs> uh, so he thanks the gal and is like, tell your friends to keep up the good work. And uh, Stefan walks up to him, trying to be very casual, and is like, so, my brothers aren't true? <laughs> and Klaus is like, yeah, he's getting closer, which means I'm going to have to deal with it. Stefan volunteers to deal with it, which Klaus seems uh, not super into. Uh, but he's like, look, I'll make sure that he doesn't bother us anymore. And Klaus, you know, it seems like he's struggling. He wants Stefan to be like a Mary, a much a merrier soldier for yeah. him. But because uh, the thing is, and this was the the case in the finale too. Like Stefan's not compelled by Klaus. Mm-hmm. Like he's just doing this. And he made like he made a promise, but like he's not compelled to do all this shitty stuff. Yeah, and as we and we have seen him in this episode, uh, kill two women and uh, torture a werewolf, and that's not usually uh, normal Steve behavior. It's not normal good guy behavior, <laughs> and you can't just be like, "Well, I was compelled." I can't be like, "My humanity was off because neither of those things are true." Yep. Whoops! <laughs> and this again, the show is not afraid to go there because, damn. Yeah. <laughs> So then back at the Salvatore house, Elena has put on her party dress, which is very cute. And I really wanted it um, at the time. And now I would wear it still. Uh, And she uh, is getting emotional. Damon sees her and she says, don't worry, I'm not going to lose it. At least not before the cake. And he says, well, it's your party. So you can cry if you want to. What an old man. He looks at all Stefan's stuff and, like, makes fun of him for being a pack rat. And then he brings up that he actually did get Elena a present, um, even though he promised not to buy her 
or anything. And he's like, but don't worry, I didn't pay for it. Which leads Elena to ask, you stole it? And he says, no, God. Um, The present is her necklace, uh, her iconic necklace. Necessary necklace, which she has not had all summer, apparently. I know. I'm like, how have you been doing for me? Um, Elena is overjoyed to see it. Lark found it in his loft. And uh, she needs someone to put it on. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So David puts it on. (laughs) (laughs) What, what? (laughs) Jill, are you talking about that? Or are you saving all you have to say about Tyler and Caroline? (laughs) I just this this episode is maybe my favorite so far of all of them. It makes sense. It makes a lot of sense. This <laughs> fucking thing. She pulls up her hair, like he puts his arms around her and like closes the necklace around her neck. Like it's a whole fucking thing. They're staring at each other in the mirror. Jesus. So how did you survive these episodes? I, you guys, it's so, we're so lucky and I'm so happy that you cannot see my face. <laughs> we gotta do a video chat one of these days. We really do. No, 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 no. You don't want yes, that, yes. I promise. Oh, we want that. I was on my couch in tears <laughs> later in this episode. <laughs> oh my God. Uh, so uh, Damon escorts her downstairs. The party is fucking huge. Yeah, it's a fucking kegger. It's amazing. Uh, David sees a girl with uh, the expensive liquor and he compels her to drink cheap stuff. (laughs) You want the cheap young stuff over by the cheap young people. (laughs) Rude. So Caroline's like, do you like it? Don't answer that. (laughs) I love her. Uh, Elena makes fun of her for for, uh, not really keeping it small as per her request, but she seems game to drink. Yay, we love them. I mean, they are all very game to drink and uh, use substances in mm-hmm. that episode with uh, no moral, actually, after that, uh, surprisingly. Speaking of substances, Jeremy is rolling a joint and Matt comes and it's really weird. Uh, they're, they like treat weed like it's this like mythical object and that's always how it's treated in CW shows. So like Matt's like, where did you get that? <laughs> and Jeremy's like, Henry from the kitchen sold me a dime. And they like smoke a joint together. I mean, yeah, but like it shows them smoking a joint, which mm. I was surprised, honestly. I didn't know you could do that, but uh, cool. So Matt's like, what's going what's, on? What's got you on your downward spiral and Jeremy's like you don't want to know but Matt says how can it how bad can it be I already know everything else (laughs) uh buddy you don't know shit uh so Jeremy's like you know that I died and like Bonnie's magic to bring me back to life Matt was like yeah uh, of course I know this and Jeremy's like well the thing is ever since I came back I've been seeing things like things I shouldn't be seeing uh but he reveals that he has not told Bonnie or anybody. Uh, he's like, I just need to chill out. So I'm smoking weed. He is self-medicating. He should tell somebody. Like, tell Rick. Tell Damon. Like, if you're afraid to tell the girls in your life, tell the boys. Yeah, come on. Matt doesn't count because Matt is so, like, he is intentionally isolated from them. So, like, you tell one of the boys who's involved. <laughs> yes. Even tell Tyler. Because <laughs> he'll tell Tyler Caroline. <laughs> I love. I fucking, I love. So Elena, as speaking of, Caroline sees all of everyone getting high and goes, oh, the stoner den buzzkill. Caroline, weed is fun. It's not a bummer. Caroline is so type A. She's not, she's not smoking weed. I know, which is why Caroline was very much me when I was Caroline's age. 
<laughs> Except I would also not have uh, drank and nobody wanted to date me. But, uh, so, <laughs> you guys. Um, Morgan's self esteem comes back to the podcast. No, you guys, I accidentally, I had, a, I had an incident. I was watching an episode of New Girl, and it was uh, the one where they go to Portland, uh, entitled very cleverly Portland. Uh, and she is showing everyone her old hometown, and she does this thing where she's in a pizza place, and she's like, Yeah, so this is the pizza spot where we dab our pizzas with napkins and then we make this kid named joey eat the napkins and everybody laughs and she's like yeah i'm not gonna lie i'm joey (laughs) and michael turned to me and said that's you (laughs) (laughs) and i was like yeah And it's it's very ridiculous because it's it's constantly her showing off her hometown and saying things and then revealing very sad things. And he's like, this is you exactly. And I was like, it's sad. But it's okay because Jess Day is a delight. I mean, yeah, she's no Jessica freaking P, that's for sure. Oh, Jessica freaking P. Uh, so. uh, we might want to start our new girl podcast too. Mm-hmm. Fuck yes. I love, uh, as, as, I've, as I've stated on the show, as I've made it clear, I love New Girl. <laughs> uh, wow. Uh, Morgan, do you think after like the 20th New Girl um, reference in the podcast, they, they can't realize that we love New Girl? Look, may- maybe they know, maybe they don't. I'm just going to be clear. So anyways, uh, Matt wishes Elena happy birthday and fully snubs Caroline. Um, she does not like it. She says, he hates me. His hatred of me has driven him to drugs. I'm surprised you didn't like pie face Caroline for good measure. Truly very, very funny. And Elena says he doesn't hate you. He hates that he's not with you. And then she sees her brother smoking pot and she's like, what the fuck? Uh, um, which calm down. <laughs> again, yeah, he's like a 16 year old boy uh, or 17. Who even knows that at this point? And he's, he's smoking some weed. It's fine. Yeah. You guys are drinking alcohol with your history teacher. That, uh, speaking of, we fucking go outside and Damon and Alaric are on the porch and Alaric says, I am every parent's worst nightmare. I you am are. the chaperone teacher from hell. I mean, I mean, yes. It was already the case when uh, Klaus possessed your body, <laughs> but now, now it's all you, baby. <laughs> It's so fucking funny. And David just says, I love high school parties. And then Alaric <laughs> asks about Andy, which I guess Alaric has now gotten over the weirdness of Andy and David. Yeah. Uh, and I, I maybe assume it helps that now, uh, like, you know, he no longer has to worry about Jenna in this equation. Oh, why? Yeah. Why did you have to say it? Well, because that seemed like his main problem with their relationship. Yeah. So uh, Damon's like, oh, she'll be here after the 10 o'clock broadcast. So Elena comes out. Uh, Damon is happy to see the birthday girl. Uh, but she is upset uh, because Jeremy is smoking again. To which Damon asks, is his stash any good? <laughs> uh, a prince. Uh, Elena is like, you're an ass. And then looks at Alaric and says, please talk to him. He looks up to you. Which Alaric is baffled by for some reason. <laughs> and, but also, Alaric, why are you at this party? <laughs> and then, whose alcohol does she take? Is it Alaric or Damon's? Uh, she, oh yeah, what does she take? She takes a drink. And she, I think it's Damon's. She takes Damon's drink and she gives it back to him. <laughs> and then she leaves and Damon makes fun of Alaric and he's like, you're screwed. <laughs> you have to go talk to the kid. It's so funny. 
Uh, so then a less funny scene. Andy is alone in the studio and she is uh, the last one in uh, because she's good at her job and she cares. Um, <laughs> so the lights in the room go out and uh, she's like, oh, I got to get this party. Like, and then uh, a super bright spotlight turns on and points right at her. And she's like, what the fuck is this? Like, ow, my eyes. It's a whole spooky thing. And to uh, note that Julie and Kevin wrote this episode, of course. Mm-hmm. So it has a it is a good uh, spooky like what's going on? Um, oh hey, what are you doing? What are you doing? And uh, it turns out who was pointing this light at her? But Stefan, uh, as you pointed out in the chat, she is relieved to see that it's Stefan. Yeah, like she's like, oh, I'm not in danger because it's Stefan. And she's like, you know, we've been looking for you this whole summer, and yeah, god damn it. Yeah, and he gets horny eyes, and it scares her, and no thanks to all of this. No. So, over at the Salvatore uh, boarding house, uh, people are drinking, they're partying, and Tyler is grinding up on Sophie. <laughs> on slutty Sophie, while Caroline is drinking from the bottle. <laughs> to which uh, I said, I'm Sophie. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Jill's wishful thinking was going over time uh, in the scene. <laughs> Caroline is so fucking pissed. Matt comes up next to her and is like, oh, so since when, when are they a thing? And Caroline says, I thought you were ignoring me. And he says, I'm not ignoring you. And she says, you only said five words to me all summer. And those were four of them. <laughs> ah, I love them. I love everybody. And Matt's like, well, like every time I see you, you're with Tyler. And she's like, he's my friend, which is what I thought you were. And Matt brings up like, aren't you guys supposed to be mortal enemies? Isn't that how it works in the vampire werewolf universe? Which he says <laughs> too loudly. He says very loudly and she shushes him. And clearly Tyler hears because, you know, werewolf hearing. So yeah. he's like, uh. <laughs> and he says, I don't know, I'm out of it, I guess. Sorry. And he leaves before Tyler can uh, approach them. I mean, yes, Matt is out of it, but also that was very loud, Matt. It was really loud, but in his defense, he is high. Um, so uh, Sophie compliments Caroline on the party she threw. To Aww, which she Sophie. says, thanks. And then she compels her, now leave it. <laughs> I, I, I've I, never loved anyone more. Uh, I love her so fucking much. Tyler's like, what the hell? And Caroline just walks away. <laughs> Caroline, remember the last time you got jealous about a girl? Catherine killed her. So maybe be nicer. She's nice to Sophie. She just wants to grind. <laughs> Team Sophie. Can you blame her? Sophie Stan podcast. She's not asked to come to this party. She just did what she was asked. Oh my god. So uh, we go to Damon and Alaric, and uh, Damon's gonna go pick Andy up from the station. And Alaric says, Your fake compelled girlfriend wants you to be a chivalrous boyfriend. And Damon says, Well, it's a complicated dynamic. <laughs> whipped uh damon asks lark to hold down the fort he says you mean the fort full of my drunk history students <laughs> to which damon replies drink more you'll feel less weird again this is sort of really hot with just all the insanity that is this party honestly it's such a wild party it's so weird <laughs> it's the weirdest event ever <laughs> i love it this is like an apology for the time they did high tea <laughs> Oh, it's so good. It's so fucking funny. I wonder if it was like a conversation about like what to do with a lark there, but thank God. <laughs> They're like, make it as weird as possible that he is there, but make no student question this. <laughs> 
so Elena goes to Damon's room and Caroline is there drinking blood. Uh, she's like, sorry, I needed to take a beat. She says, she asks Elena, are you hiding? Uh, Elena's like, no, I was just a work looking here for Damon. And Caroline says, well, you better be here somewhere because we haven't even done the cake yet. I love her. Uh, Elena says she thinks she's going to pass on cake. Caroline is not about that. She says, it's your birthday. It's the dawn of a new day. You can get on with your life until you, until you made a wish and you've blown out the candles. And Elena gets upset. She's like, that's what you want me to do. Just like get on with my life. And Caroline is like, realizes she's kind of put her foot in her mouth. And she's like, no, I just don't want to, like, all of us just don't want to see you like this. And Elena gets to what she think, thinks the root of this is, which that she she refuses to give up on finding Stefan, which is really fair because, uh, you know, that's her boyfriend. Yeah, but uh, Caroline points out that basically... You know, Elena is using this as an excuse to like completely just stop her life, which it's, yeah, we don't want this. We don't want this for Elena. Yeah. So then Elena says, you want me to make a wish? I just want to know that he's alive. That's it. That's my wish. And I got uh, very sad and very emotional. And then Caroline apologizes and she says, I'm just drunk and dumb tonight. (laughs) My sweet baby. It is true. It is true, uh, but uh, Elena finds uh, Damon's closet murder board. Uh, <laughs> I wrote D- uh, Damo's Stefan closet. <laughs> I'm going to say I do like that the only people who knew about it were like Damon, Andy, and Rick. And it's not like all of Elena's friends knew when they were hiding it from her because you know how that goes. No, it's, it's just the grownups. So uh, she is uh, pissed. She's like, what the fuck? Like, Damon's tracking Klaus without me. And Caroline says, well, why wouldn't you just tell you? And Elena says, I don't. We know. So then we get back to the news studio. uh, And Damon is trying (sighs) to find Andy. He gets a phone call from Elena and he answers the phone. Party Central. (laughs) She asks where he is and he says, I'm by the punch bowl. Oh, I gotta go. (laughs) Gotta go break up beer pong. Yeah, as soon as she brings up uh, the stuff in closet, he's like, "Uh, beer pong. Uh, It makes me laugh very hard. So then uh, Damon's still looking for Andy, but he finds Stefan instead. What does Stefan say? Oh, he just drops an iconic, hello, brother. Hello, brother. Jill, did you enjoy the, the, the hello, brother? Um, that one I didn't enjoy as much, but I appreciated it. <laughs> I respect it. Yeah, respect. <laughs> Jill respects that. Or at least you respect the old brother. Uh, so <laughs> Stefan says, I'm going to need you to stop following me because uh, you're causing me some problems. Mm-hmm. And uh, Damon's like, with Klaus, like, am I supposed to give a shit what he thinks? He says, what you're supposed to do is let me go. So uh, Damon says, I saw your latest artwork in Tennessee. You're walking a fine line. If you keep that up, there's going to be no saving you. And Stefan says, I don't need any saving. Just let me go. And Damon says, no, I got a birthday girl at home. He's not going to let me do that. Uh, and unfortunately, uh, Stefan decides to prove his point that uh, he should be stayed away from by calling Andy, who's standing up on this like tall ledge in the rafters. She is scared. She's compelled. She can't move. Damon is uh, not uh, happy about this. Um, He's very scared. And he says, not cool, brother, to which Stefan replies, oh, come on, a little bit cool, (laughs) which I love so much. I do not love what he does, but it's such a fun mood. I mean, it's something that Damon would have done in season one, so. It fucking rules. Stefan tells Andy she can move and she falls to the ground and her neck cracks. Damon tries to zoop to her, Uh but uh, Stefan zoops to him and stops him from saving her. And again, like I said, I've never forgiven Stefan for this, but I will say it's basically, they don't say it, but like it's payback for what Damon did to Lexi. Yeah. 
it, uh, it's it's a little tipper top there, yeah. But yeah. Jesus, it fucking sucks. And then uh, Damon goes to Andy. She's dead. He looks around. Stefan's gone. Uh, yikes. <laughs> Don't ever let Damon say he didn't care about Andy Starr. He did. Did. Uh, so then outside, uh, we see Jeremy and Matt. Matt is too high to find his car. Oh, Matt. I love him. Jeremy is like, okay, that's probably a sign you shouldn't be driving. And um, he's like, get in my car. But uh, when he hops in the front seat, who is in the passenger seat, but fucking Vicky, uh, she says, help me. Whoops. And he's like, Vicky? Matt walks in and is like, did you just say Vicky? Whoops. And Jeremy's like, no. And then he starts up the car, turns on the headlights, and who is immediately illuminated but Anna. <laughs> yeah. Jeremy's freaking the fuck out. Matt is like, what is wrong? And Jeremy suggests that they just walk home, which, uh, good. And as I noted, uh, it's sad because Jeremy is now driving uh, what was Jenna's car, which, uh, yeah, that's not fun. No, same. So then, inside, Caroline is walking across the dance floor. She's drunk. She grabs the guy by the neck and lifts him so that he'll get out of her way. She's being <laughs> so mean. She's incredible. Tyler's like, what the fuck? Are you mad I brought someone? And she's like, why would I be mad? You brought a date. You're dating. It's awesome. <laughs> uh, so Tyler's like, should I not be dating? And she's like, hey, you're horny all the time, right? I mean, a guy has needs. <laughs> I love her. I love her so much. Tyler is like, well, if I shouldn't be dating, all you have to do is say something. If you don't say something, then I'm going to keep dating. (laughs) These idiots. And she says, what would I say? (laughs) He's like, I told you what to say. Fucking yells at her and is like, don't do that. I've been here with you once. You said no. You shut me down. I'm not going back there unless you make it clear. And she fucking lays a big old smooch on him. (laughs) (laughs) And it happened with Cobra Starship in the background. (laughs) Yes, Cobra Starship's You Make Me Feel is playing and it rules. Wow. I could not ask for a scene that caters to me more than this one. Yeah. Wow. Jill, are you okay? No, you guys, I am not. Uh, this is what we always imagined when we started this podcast. This is what I wanted. <laughs> I'm so I happy. I yelled. I yelled. <laughs> Thank God my roommate is not here. <laughs> Morgan and I were basically doing like ESP over the internet waves, like every time you said you hated Tyler in season one. <laughs> I was like, hmm, okay. Hey, Tyler, huh? <laughs> All right. Well, we'll see. <laughs> oh, my God. So uh, she and Tyler get out of there to uh, presumably have a bunch of sex. Uh, and Caroline uh, hands her bottle to David as she leaves. And she yells at him. She goes, hey, you missed the cake. <laughs> she did make a point to Elena. She didn't want Damon to miss the cake, which he did. <laughs> I've, again, never loved anyone more <laughs> you know, i'm bummed that we missed the cake mm-hmm. she, like caroline was so excited for it i bet it was pretty right so uh then damon goes into his bedroom and finds elena there uh holding the you know remnants of his murder wall and he's like hey buddy <laughs> she's like what the fuck why are you keeping secrets from me right now and he says can we not right now i'm having a really bad night yeah he is he is, but she reminds him that all summer, every time she came to him with lead, he made her feel like a huge idiot for having hope. And David says, you were an idiot. We both were. 
everyone on the show is an idiot. Yes. And I'm like, we, we've known. Uh, so Damon's like, get back to your party. And Elaine is like, no, we're supposed to be in this together. Why didn't you tell me about the fact that you've been tracking all of Klaus's victims? And Damon says, because they're not Klaus's victims, Elena, they're Stefan's. Uh-oh. Dun, dun, dun. Yeah. And Elena doesn't want to believe it. And David says, no, I've seen it before. He's flipped the switch, full-blown ripper. And Elena is very upset. She tells him to stop it. And he says, no, you stop. Stop looking for him. Stop waiting for him to come home. Just stop. Stefan is gone and he is not coming back. Not in your lifetime. Because mm-hmm. uh, David knows uh, when this happens, uh, Stefan's like off for many, many decades. Yeah, which is just like wild. And you know, poor Elena, she, she cries. He leaves. Stefan, like, offered himself, like, 10 years to Klaus, but, like, after all the blood he's going to be spilling, I doubt it's only going to be 10 years, you know? Yeah, that's going to take a long time to repair. Like, he, he is going to likely become the person we saw him being when he met Lexi, mm-hmm. you know? Like, and, and it's very clear that, like, with him and Lexi, it didn't take, like, a day to fix him, you know? Yeah. <laughs> so we go to the Gilberts. Matt and Jeremy are sitting in the kitchen together eating ice cream. Oh, boys. I love them. This is the most I've ever like. I I really like Jeremy a lot in this scene. Um, in in this uh, episode, I like when Jeremy's friends with Matt. I think it's a better look for Jeremy. I think it makes sense in theory. Like, cause yeah, uh, based on what we know what the backstory is, I feel like uh, Jeremy should see like Matt as like a big brother type. So they probably should hang out more. Honestly, yeah, right. So Matt's like, I'm gonna leave before Elena and Mr. Saltzman come home and see what a bad example I am. I. Think about Matt taking the ice cream for the road all the time. He takes (laughs) the ice cream for the road and I love him. I love him. The way Zach Rorg holds the ice cream is beautiful to me. He's so happy. He's so proud. He can't wait to eat more of it. And I I want that for him. Have your ice cream, Matt. <laughs> I love him. And then the scene becomes like a serious scene about like what happened in the car where he's like, why'd you say my sister's name? And I'm like, no, be about ice cream. <laughs> but Jeremy explains that he's been seeing Vicky. And then Matt says something that makes me incredibly sad, which is that follows i mean i think i see her all the time too it's because i miss her so much though you know like i want to see her so i do look i know we've got our hands full with all the supernatural stuff in this town but ghosts uh this sad sad boy illegal (laughs) illegal to make me this sad how do you feel about matt sadness still i mean no one should be this sad he's so sad it's like it's a crime (laughs) they're so mean to him he's so sad it's wrong (laughs) i just imagine like julie and kevin being like how can we make matt donovan sadder than he already is uh i want julie uh julie has said a lot of stuff about matt a character that she is fond of but as we are a spoiler free podcast i cannot say many of the things that i want to say about this (laughs) just know that i'm thinking about them very loudly and that we will talk about them eventually yes so jeremy's like hey you know my head's all messed up and they both just like smile and matt leaves so back at the bar uh stefan returns and uh klaus is turning ray into a hybrid fun 
he has divulged his pack's whereabouts and uh, Klaus has great plans for him. So Stefan arrives and Klaus is like, cool, you're back. And Stefan's like, did you doubt me? Klaus is not for a second. Knew you'd pass the test. You still care for your brother, for your old life. And Stefan's like, nah, I don't, I don't care about anything. Mm-hmm. And Klaus says, you put on a good show. I almost believe you. Let's hope for your brother's sake he does. <laughs> But he explains, you'll never stop caring about your family, but like every time you feed, the blood makes it easier to let go, right? And uh, yikes. So we get the sense that every second Stefan is with Klaus is is another like, I don't know, like many months he has to unpack. Like, I don't know. Like, it's like, it's an an exponential thing. It's no fun. Yeah. It's really fucking what Stefan said, especially since, again, his switch is not turned off. So really, really fucking him up. And then uh, Drop in the Ocean starts playing. Oh my god. No one warned me. (laughs) (laughs) Oh boy. Young Jill was obsessed with a drop in the ocean. A drop in the ocean, a change in the weather. I was praying that you and me might end up together. It's like a wishing for rain as I stand in the desert, but I'm holding you closer than most. Cause you are my heaven Now I've only seen this used Like the lyrics and gift sets And used in fan videos Why do people love this song so much? It's good, it's it's solid But does it have a like is there more to the story that I don't know? I mean, I only know it from this episode of television and like that was enough to hit me. So Jill, you go. I cannot explain the things that my brain likes. <laughs> Got it. <laughs> this podcast is just us trying to get you to verbalize what you like. <laughs> Tell us your thoughts. Because Jill, when you talk about things, it's my favorite. <laughs> <laughs> It really is. It's great. It's the best. <laughs> I hope uh, the listeners feel the same way. They'd better or I will fight them. <laughs> they love that too. They love it. <laughs> they love it when we threaten to fight them. <laughs> it's, it's an interactive thing. Uh, so Elena comes home and Alaric is like packing, but it feels like very performative. Like he's like going to leave like so she can see him. <laughs> But whatever, Rick. He's like, I'm not a role model. I drink too much. I say the wrong things. And I'm like, Did, doesn't Caroline say this in her speech in the pilot? I mean, yeah. To drink too much, yes, you're an alcoholic, Rick. But like, say the wrong things? I'm like, footage is not found? What are you talking about? Rick has only said the right things. <laughs> Matt Davis read like a Caroline's lines and they just kept it in. They were like, that's good. Uh, and he says, you know, I encourage bad behavior. He's like, I can pull it together at school, but in my life, he's like, with the way I miss Jenna, I'm just not any good to anybody right now. I mean, yeah, this this part, like, that all hit. Like, I say the wrong things for it. I'm like, I, I, I really don't know what you're talking about there. Mm-hmm. But like, he says, like, look, Elena, you're 18. You can do it alone now and you'll do it better without me. Oh, no. <laughs> you're just giving, now you're giving Jeremy a younger guardian mm-hmm. than before. So then Tyler and Caroline are hooking up. Uh, they're taking their clothes off and Caroline fucking yeets him onto the bed with her super string. Uh, I call it a uh, supernatural zoop sex in my notes. Yes. All <laughs> while a drop in the ocean is playing. Do you guys oh, yes. understand what this did to me? Do you want me to stop 
She fucking tosses him across the room. I, you guys, I love strong girls. I love strong girls. I love them so damn much. Whenever they let Buffy like bend a piece of metal or something, it's my favorite thing in the world. So Caroline fucking yeeting him across the room. I lost my mind. She is hot. They are hot. I love everybody. <laughs> I love everyone in this bar. Team Tyler wins this episode. Yeah. Absolutely. Hands down. <laughs> so then uh, also, driving <laughs> Damon enters Seven's room and he starts like tearing it apart really fast. And then he like quickly reconsiders. Uh, and that's how I noticed that Seven has both an acoustic and an electric guitar. And we never see him play either. <laughs> Oh my god, what songs can Stefan play on the guitar? That one Miley song. Probably that one Miley song. <laughs> oh my god. But yeah, he like he's like, I'm throwing stuff, I'm throwing stuff, and then he touches the guitar and he just immediately just like, drops it. And he's like, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm bored of this. Yeah. Uh, now that we've decided that one Miley, so- Miley song, and now we officially decide it's the climb, which is the one Miley song. <laughs> god, I hope it is. Um, so then Stefan leaves the bar and he like walks out in the parking lot and he's emotional and he takes out his phone to call someone. So, okay, the thing I'm reading says it's a happy birthday card from Jeremy. There's like a hand-drawn thing on her bed and I was like, is that from Jeremy? Um, it's, it's okay. Uh, and uh, don't be mean. It's nice. I just, I wouldn't want it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> But she, so if you're a friend of mine out there and you were thinking of drawing me that birthday card, <laughs> try again. <laughs> so Elena's phone rings. It's from a blocked, uh, blocked number. And she doesn't notice it immediately. And for a second, you think she's not going to pick it up. And you're like, <gasps> but then she does come out Drop and she picks it up. Hello? Hello? In the weather. Stefan? Stefan, if this is you... You'll be okay. Uh, I love you, Stefan. Hold on to that. Never let that go. I lost my mind when I saw this for the first time. It broke me. I couldn't believe how emotional I got. Oh, yeah, definitely. His his nodding, which is, it'll be okay. I'm like, oh, he's nodding. <laughs> Paul Wesley's cry face. Paul Wesley's trying to hold it together, but I'm crying, girl face. Uh, I have friends who were like forever, like just Damon and Elena people forever and always. And they were like, except for that time where he calls her <laughs> and she knows it's him. That moment, I was just like, all right, fuck it. Like, Selena's all right. And I was like, hell yeah, you put some respect. And you were like, drop in the ocean. <laughs> and then, but they were like, cut by plum. It's cut by plum. I love that this show is exclusively about uh, singing, so like music, mostly bad music, occasionally good music. Well, now that we have a drop in the ocean, I feel like every time there's an emotional moment, we're going to have to start singing a drop in the ocean. I'm going to have to learn more of drop in the ocean. Oh, oh my god very I'm, well yeah i'm gonna have that on repeat for the rest of the night i can guarantee so we end our episode with caroline uh doing a walk of shame she's sneaking out uh she does not want to uh, talk to tyler in the morning i guess uh but then 
Who catches her but Carol Lockwood? Oh, oh, Carol Lockwood and those pearls. She said, oh, Miss Lockwood, hi. Carol says, leaving so soon. She says, I, I didn't mean to be so. I mean, we're just, I'm going to just <laughs> give my purse, okay? And then she grabs her purse, but it burns her because Whoops. it must be covered in fucking vervain. And uh, Caroline screams in pain and Carol shoots her full of vervain darts and Caroline falls uh you know, face first on the ground and passes out. Ah, the Vampire Diaries. <laughs> Just a drop in the ocean. Shade in the weather. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so yeah, that's uh, that's the birthday and it rules. That is a season three premiere, you guys. That is a statement premiere. Fuck yeah. That is a, that's so good. It's just so fucking good. It rolls. And then we can move on to the hybrid, which, uh, spoiler alert, also fucking rolls. It slaps. Um, let me look right now. Let's see. What's the first episode of season three that doesn't slap? <laughs> it's, it's a while in, to be honest. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, of course. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. <laughs> <laughs> what doesn't slap? I'm looking. I mean, I feel like it all slaps. It's going to take a minute. Yeah. Actually, yeah, just take a minute. And then um, a storyline about terrible parents. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't know if I think it slaps. Maybe I might, I might feel it, it better but later, but we'll see. Yeah. Uh, just so you guys know, uh, next week's episode, uh, your favorite episode, Latoya, aired on my 19th birthday. Ooh. Little treat. Little treat for me. <laughs> should we rename it the end of Morgan's 18 years of life? Hell yeah, we should. That's like, as you know, when you turn 19, that's the end of your 18 years of life. Yeah. That's how time works. When you... When you... <laughs> turn 19. <laughs> you turn 19. That ends your 18 years of life. When you turn 20, that ends your 19 years of life. Yeah. It's just like when you, you get... Uh, when you get engaged... You have to break up with your significant other so you can marry them. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Stamps.com. Oh, yeah, stamps.com. Are you trying to go to the post office? Uh, <laughs> me too. You'll never hear me say anything bad about the post office. You just won't. Guess what? The post office is fine. Guess what? <laughs> well, I'm not afraid to say it. The post office is nice. The people there are kind. In LA, we have some old, pretty post offices. I used to have to go to one for my boss all the time to check his P.O. box. <laughs> it was nice. It was a lovely weekly errand. But... With stamps.com. You don't have to go to the anymore. again. <laughs> what if we did the whole, you don't have to do it again. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so sorry. Joe, what do you think about podcast ads? I, I never really had an opinion. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's on you, buddy. Yeah. Clearly you've not become deranged like us. <laughs> <laughs> I'm enjoying hearing you talk about it. <laughs> Thank you for lying, Jill. Uh, uh, I'm going to start talking about the episode now. Okay. Uh, we are in Damon's bedroom, and he is throwing away his murder board. And he's listening to the news. Uh, they are uh, reporting on Andy's death, which is really sad. They don't know if it's suicide or a tragic accident. But she is referred to as a shining star. And I cry forever. Um, and I'm like, Don Cheadle, treat her right. Mm-hmm. So uh, Elena walks in and Damon's like, oh, you can't uh, stay away. 
And she's like, well, you've been dodging my calls. And he says, yeah, well, busy dating a dead fake girlfriend and all. Uh-huh. So she's like, why didn't you tell me? And he says, happy birthday, Elena. Stefan killed Andy. Cake? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, well, Damon, you missed the cake regardless. Yeah, yeah, you fucked up, buddy. <laughs> what if, like, Damon didn't go to, like, Andy's like, I, I can't miss the cake. Would <laughs> Stefan have done it? <laughs> I mean, what what purpose would there have been if Damon had not been there to see it? <laughs> Could have saved her life. <laughs> if Damon really did not care about her, it could have saved her life. No, he gave a shit too much. <laughs> Stupid idiot. Stupid idiot. Uh, so Elena's like, Stefan called me last night. He didn't say anything, but I know it was him. And Damon's <laughs> like, what the fuck? <laughs> and she's like, Sheriff Forbes traced the call and it came from Tennessee. And Damon's like, oh yeah, where he's binge drinking on the country folk. He's like, Stefan is gone, and I don't mean geographically. And he throws all of his murder board papers into the fireplace. And Elena disagrees strongly. She says if he was gone, he wouldn't have called. But Damon sets all the paper on fire. Dun, dun, dun. Oh, Damon. Meanwhile, at Alaric's apartment, there is a knock at his door, and he is shirtless and yells, go away, Damon. (laughs) Good God. Why does he think it's Damon? Why would it be Damon? Uh, so he goes to the door. It's fucking Elena. He has his pants unbuttoned. Oh, boy. <laughs> he has to zip them back up and go pull on his shirt. He is a mess. Maybe because, uh, as Andy noted, um, Damon's been day drinking. Maybe, like, Damon and Rick have been day drinking, like, this whole summer. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, Damon's like, okay, time to go to the grill. That's probably <laughs> what, what's been happening, unfortunately. Um, these sad men. <laughs> It is uh, very sad. I wrote Alaric no shirtsman here. The CW didn't make him shave his uh, chest hair, that's for sure. Thank goodness. It's wrong to do this to us. <laughs> uh, so anyways, Alaric's like, uh, I'm not a part of this anymore. When Elena asks uh, asks him to go to Tennessee with her. She's like, uh, let me drink some alcohol real quick. <laughs> yeah. She's like, whatever Damon knows, you know. And he's like, well, ask Damon. <laughs> She's like, yeah, well, Damon doesn't want to help me. And Alaric says, well, it's for a good reason. It's not safe for you. Stefan's off the rails. But Elena like insists that he's hanging on to his humanity and he can be saved. And Alaric says, why do you have to be the one to save him? And she says, it's because I'm not the kind of person who checks out. He would never give up on me. I'm not going to give up on him. So tell me what you know, please. And Alaric says, they've been tracking werewolves, he and Klaus, like all over the eastern seaboard. And we thought we had them outside of Memphis. So speaking of, we go to the Smoky Mountains. Klaus and Stefan are walking. Stefan is carrying Ray unconscious on his shoulder. I mean, I guess David Gallagher's a little man, so. Yeah. So Klaus is like, you good? And he's like, I'm fine. <laughs> and he's like, I don't know, we've been walking a while. <laughs> like, he's such a piece of shit. And Klaus is such a little bitch, and I love it. He truly fucking is, right? He's the biggest little bitch. Jill, how you feel about that? Yeah, he's an asshole. It's great. <laughs> he's just getting warmed up, baby. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so Stefan's like, look, if we have to be together, could we not talk? <laughs> and Klaus is like, ah, your self-loathing is suffocating you. <laughs> And Stefan's like, maybe it's because I'm tired of hunting werewolves. <laughs> I mean, I guess I appreciate that Klaus gives uh, Stefan free will in the sense that he's not compelling him to just, like... Be fun. Friendly, yeah. Like, mm-hmm. he he wants him to, basically, to come to him, to come to his side. Uh, and he's being very patient, I guess. So, that's admirable. I guess it must be because, like, if, if I remember cor- correctly, Klaus doesn't usually tend to compel people to be nice to him. Because I think he he hates phoniness 
Yes, because that's uh, his whole thing, because he, he worries that none of it's real, you know? Yeah, like he, I, yeah, I think, I think that's very good and smart and in character for him. He wouldn't want, like, a manufactured version of a buddy in Stefan. He wants mm. Stefan to want to be his buddy. Which, again, speaks to why we, uh, like, believe that, like, Greta and Maddox weren't coerced yeah. into being on his side. It's yeah. just not really his style. Which is, I mean, he's still an asshole and everything, but, like... He has his own weird code. Yeah. So uh, then they come upon uh, Ray's pack. They drop his limp body to the ground and all of them are like, what the fuck? Who are you? And Klaus is like, the important question is, who am I? He goes, please forgive the intrusion. My name is Klaus. And that woman's like, oh shit, you're the hybrid. And Klaus smiles and says, you've heard of me. Fantastic. And the camera does this like weird, like, low angle move to make him look super cool and it's really fun the camera loves klaus i will say just uh from these two episodes a lot of just him having these like little zingers and then just like the camera work with them are really fun it is fun they do the the show always gives good bad guy and also you you could tell that these werewolves weren't walking through this world because like i feel like they cast like the most generic people they could have it's like we don't we don't need them to be cw hot they're not like (laughs) lasting it's not a lot of lines of dialogue in this uh it's like the opposite of like casting michaela mcmanus and steven amell as the werewolves (laughs) in season two you know (laughs) yes so then next morning, uh, Carol is drinking some morning scotch and she's putting some vervain ah. in the coffee. And then Tyler takes a drink out of it and he uh, does not like the taste of it. Carol uh, gives him a little poke and says, you know, if you're going to bring a girl home, I wish she'd have the tact not to sneak out like a prostitute. <laughs> One, rude. But also classic Carol. But also classic Carol. I don't think uh, she would ever like any girl that... Tyler brought home at all? I also don't think that. Yeah. But Tyler's like, oh, I'm sorry. But then he goes, he gets really sad and he goes, she snuck out. Aww. <laughs> uh, and uh, then, like we said before, he uh, does not like the taste of the coffee. He says, I think the cream's gone bad. And he, uh, you know, gives her a ch- kiss on the cheek and says, don't wait up. And then he leaves. But then he comes back and he says, oh, and Caroline, she's not a prostitute. <laughs> I feel like you, uh, Morgan, you thought that was like the bare minimum. But like, keep in mind, remember when she talked shit about Vicky, he didn't like say anything back at all. So he's trying. Oh, yeah, you're right. So he's less shitty here. <laughs> I got it. I got to get this one because one, nothing wrong being a prostitute. Alt's profession. Like being a sex worker, no shame to it. But Carol's clearly using the word in a derogatory sense, uh, and he's clearly, she's clearly trying to insult Caroline. So the least Tyler could do, especially if he wants to date Caroline in a serious way, is be like, hey, that is uh, someone who's very close to me who I care about, so please don't say mean things about them. But uh, whatever, it's fine. We live, we learn. But uh, I deduct points from Tyler. <laughs> I mean, you, you're always a deduct points from Tyler when you can, which, I mean, that's the thing with Tyler, though. Like, He's still, like, a jock bro. <laughs> that's, that's the most thing. More than, because Matt doesn't get, like, the benefit of being, like, a, a jock bro because he has way too much um, being a poor boy mm-hmm. stuff to deal with. He, he doesn't have, like, a chance to be a jock bro. So, like, it all falls on Tyler because he's a rich jock bro. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, like, we gotta take baby steps with him, honestly. Listen, it's it's progress. Small yeah, progress. He's, again, he's improved leaps and bounds from season one. Yeah. Very much. I hated him in season one. <laughs> yeah. Oh, we all remember. Oh, oh, you're admitting it now, Joe? Uh, yeah, I mean, it's on record, so. <laughs> Go back no. from that. 
Uh, I'm sorry, what if I make a super cut of all the moments you hate on Tyler in the first season? Oh my god. With a drop in the ocean in the background. <laughs> Good god. So we go over to the grill. Uh, Matt's, Matt's changing. And there we're getting our uh, CW shirtless boys thing in. Uh, and Matt is like, Matt sees Jeremy come in and is like, please tell me you're not turning into one of those losers that hangs out at work on his day off. <laughs> Jeez. That's got jokes. <laughs> uh, so Jeremy's like, hey, uh, remember last night when I um, said I was seeing your sister as a ghost? Uh, I saw her again. And Matt just says, why, why are you telling me this? You're dating a witch. <laughs> and he's like, yeah, I'm not really eager to tell Bonnie she brought me back to life and now I see my dead girlfriends. But I don't need a witch. There's examples all over the internet. <laughs> I guess I forgot how much Jeremy like looks into things on the internet. <laughs> Look, it's the digital age, baby. <laughs> just binged everything and Mm -hmm. i I mean if i remember that about jeremy maybe i like his character more like he's really all about binging things bing 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 uh so jeremy's like i need a personal item and uh this works best when a family member tries to make contact with a ghost and that's like no (laughs) fair yeah (laughs) jeremy's like well when i saw her she said help me and that's like fucking hell and Jeremy lays it on really thick. He's like, you are the one she loved most. If anyone's going to help me connect, it's you. And he's like, <laughs> so. Oh, question. Uh, Morgan, did you mention uh, Carol calling Bill for vampire help? Oh, shit. I d- did not. Yeah. Carol calls Bill. She says she's gotten herself into a bit of a vampire situation. Fucking Bill. Did we learn his name and I just blocked it out? She says Bill in the, f- in the phone call. Uh, okay, I blocked it out. <laughs> you did. Then... We move over onto a scene with two best friends. <laughs> best friend scene number four of the series. They're getting fucking lunch together. Hell yeah. And he's telling her about woofs. <laughs> I mean, we don't see any food at the table or even a, a glass of water. <laughs> but I bet. Oh, yeah. Do, they, do you think they maybe didn't get lunch? <laughs> no, they did not get lunch. All right. Well, they, they met at the grill. They met up for drinks. <laughs> they met before they went their separate ways immediately because immediately Elena goes to Alaric. <laughs> it is pretty funny. So uh, he explains like uh, a lot of us like to keep to ourselves for the full moon. We chain ourselves up, but there are some werewolves that like to gather in places where they don't have to do that, where they can enjoy it. Mountains, state parks, deserts. Uh, and Elena says, anywhere in Tennessee. And he says, yeah, here, give me your phone. I'll pull up a map. So she does. And she's like, thanks so much for this. And Tyler says, as Caroline likes to remind me, Stefan is in this mess because I bit Damon. So I figure I owe you one, which is nice boy behavior. It is. Points. So Tyler's like, speaking of Caroline, did you talk to her today? And Elena's like, no. And he's like, oh, just curious. Bye. Uh, (laughs) So Tyler has shown her a spot on the map. That is her best bet. And uh, she leaves immediately and goes to hang out with Alaric. Yeah. A question. uh, Do Elena and Tyler speak in your favorite episode? I cannot remember what Tyler is doing in that episode. How dare you? <laughs> Let me check something. There's a chance he's not in it. <laughs> I can't really remember what's happening with him. Oh, yeah, he's definitely in it because he's. it's very important that he's in it. Oh, it's that one? Yeah. yeah. I was like, is it that? Yeah. Yeah, it is. It's very important that he is in it. <laughs> uh, my favorite, no offense to Tyler, who I like. But he is not my favorite part of that episode. But he does good stuff because the whole episode fucking slaps. So, uh, based on just a line in the description, I, they are in a scene together. I don't know if they talk to each other. Holy fucking shit! I can't wait. Um, 
So uh, Elaine asks Alaric how he feels about taking a little hike through the Smoky Mountains. And Alaric's like, you want to hunt down a pack of werewolves on a full moon? She's like, yeah, don't worry. We'll be out before the moon's full. <laughs> she wants the D. Give her the D. D, 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 D. So she uses his words against him and is like, you told me I can handle things by myself. And he's like, yeah, I meant like frozen dinners and SATs. And he goes, but all right, let's just, let's go. He's like, but you're driving because he's clearly drunk. Yeah. Alark, you realize uh, she needs more in her life, uh, in her home, than uh, frozen dinners and study her SATs. Hmm. Oh, maybe. So uh, Klaus is uh, is um, excited. He's lecturing everyone. Is like a werewolf that isn't beholden to a moon. A vampire who doesn't burn in the sun. A true hybrid. Uh, Ray wakes up and he's like, "Fuck yeah, good timing." Really dramatic. And Ray is like, "What on earth is happening to me?" <laughs> so uh, Stefan then questions all of them and is like, "Your friend needs human blood to complete his transition. So are any of you human?" And none of them are volunteering <laughs> until mm-hmm. Klaus looks at one of them and is like it's fucking you and or then this generic guy yeah. like this guy would be like one of those people who like is in the beginning of a vampire diaries episode who get like murdered immediately with their girlfriend yes so uh stefan grabs and throws him on the ground uh Klaus takes a bite out of him and uh stefan tells ray he's like if you don't drink it i will and the problem is i don't know how to stop and it's like ah, bad stefan um fun stuff so uh like klaus is uh you know telling all of these uh werewolves that this is the new order and they're gonna have to join us or die and uh one spunky gal is like i'd rather die than be a vampire and he's like wrong choice but he doesn't kill her he feeds her his blood and snaps her neck anyways so she doesn't get to die she has to become a hybrid Ah, uh, fun yeah good times good stuff So then over at the Mystic Grill, Tyler is very uh, upset about his own pool playing skills. (laughs) (laughs) And uh, Matt comes up to him and is like, you moving in or something? You've been here forever. (laughs) And Tyler's like, oh, I thought I was meeting Caroline. Have you seen her? And Matt's like, well, I'm not keeping up on her comings and goings anymore. And I'm like, shut up, babe. (laughs) And he's like, look, I never meant us being friends to be a problem for you. And um, Matt says, it is what it is, which is, uh, you know, better, more mature. He says, tonight's a full moon. She usually helps you, right? Tyler says, yeah, but, you know, whatever. And Matt says, is this the kind of thing where you need another person? And I was like, be friends. Be friends again. Uh, and <laughs> You're like, a drop in the ocean. A drop in the ocean. Now they're friends. Um, so uh, Tyler uh, rejects his offer of help, which I was really bummed out by. He drinks some coffee and he is like, ew, gross what's up with my taste buds? And Matt's like, oh, it's the vervain. The sheriff has me slip it at the coffee every now and now and again. He's like, oh shit, that's what vervain tastes like. And he's like, yeah, I'm surprised you could taste it. Coffee usually hides the flavor for humans anyway. So uh, we see the light bulb go off. He realizes that his mom was feeding him vervain. That is not a good sign. Yeah, but uh, of course he passed the test because he didn't like recoil like a vampire would. He just <laughs> thought it was disgusting coffee. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, over at the Lockwood Mansion, uh, a guest arrives for Carol. It is the mysterious Bill. Yes, uh, the mysterious Bill played by Jack Coleman, uh, best known for his role in Heroes as a mysterious father to a blonde girl. <laughs> um, so uh, she's like, does anyone know you're here? And he's like, no, I didn't drive through town. 
Uh, and he's like, so tell me what you want me to do. And she says, I'm hoping you could tell me it's Caroline. And I remember the day she was bored and she seems really upset. And he says, well, what does the rest of the council know? And she explains, she's like, I haven't said a word. I've been putting this together on my own for months. Do you have any idea how to handle this? I can't get my hands dirty here for a lot of reasons. And Bill says, she's a vampire. We do what we have to do. Which uh, sounds ominous. Dun, dun, dun. And Jill uh, immediately hates this guy based on the chat. Yeah, I didn't like him from the start. And you were right. Mm -hmm. He's a meanie. So uh, Alaric and Elena uh, arrive at the mountains and um, they are starting to hike. And Alaric's like, it's just going to be just over that ridge. And Elena teases him. It's like, you're a fucking Boy Scout. (laughs) He says a Boy Scout slash vampire slayer. And he says, yeah, slash whiskey drinking all around lost cause. Uh, And this is where I read my notes. Uh, Rick, you're not a lost cause. You've got brass knucks. Yeah, he's got brass knucks. He opens his bag. There's a ton of weapons. It rules. And uh, Elena seems impressed. Uh, He gives her a wolfsbane grenade. And she gives him John Gilbert's ring. I mean, obviously, we are a pro brass knucks uh, podcast. What if we get really into weapons? Uh, (laughs) What kind of weapons? I don't want to be a guns group, but like... I'll get a wooden stick. <laughs> Let's do some whittling, you guys. <laughs> it's just a podcast where you hear us whittling, just carving the wood. <laughs> I can definitely see this becoming a whittling podcast for sure. Yeah. Uh, New Girl Podcast uh, meets a uh, whittling podcast meets, of course, the Vampire Diaries podcast. What if I take up sword fighting? <laughs> that would rule. I could do that in quarantine, right? Teach myself. I think that's going to be a little hard. <laughs> Up in the ocean. Anyways, uh, Alaric's making a big stink about taking the ring. And Alaric's like, but the ring's been given to you. And she's like, yeah, but I'm a doppelganger. It's not going to work. Uh, and it's only here for me if I ever have kids. And Alaric's like, yeah, we'll save it for future generations of stubborn, relentless baby Gilberts. And she's like, why don't you borrow it until we survive this? I'd feel bad if I got you killed before happy hour. And he takes the ring. And I am happy because friends. I also love that uh, Alaric thinks of time in terms of happy hour and not happy hour. Oh, he does. An alcoholic, if ever there was one. Oh, yeah. And Elena what a guy. Uh, gives him the ring and says, I don't know why you think you're a lost cause, uh, which rules. But then she is promptly pushed. <laughs> I forgot about this moment. I, the second I saw where they were, I was like, fuck, yes, it's happening. Um, she's fucking yeeted into the water by one Demo Salvatore. Who calls Alaric brother when he thanks him for the tip? He says, thanks, brother. And I'm like, oh my God, this scene is truly just perfect. He's like, thanks for the tip, brother. I missed the thanks, brother, because I was still yelling about her being pushed off the cliff (laughs) into the water. It is genuinely one of the funniest things that ever happens in the show. We should have rewound that because that was a a moment. (laughs) Oh my God. She that gif lies. was everywhere when this aired honestly that gif was all, all, everywhere How did so I miss it? <laughs> you were busy with your super hulak garbage oh, yeah, you were super <laughs> the rest of us in, in the cool tumblers we were loving this <laughs> oh, yeah i was oh fuck yeah god there were always vampire diaries gifts i was always very well fed as a tumblr fan of the vampire yeah. diaries so nice <laughs> the legacies fandom is like a little smaller and it bums me out no so uh elena is immediately pissed at alaric and is like you fucking sold me out and he's like 
you think I'd take you to a mountain range of werewolves <laughs> on a full moon, like without backup? And, and Lark says he's a bad role model and not a good parental figure. Like, this is good. Uh-huh. Yeah, he just doesn't trust himself, which is like, you know, it's hard. It's sad. Uh, it makes me really, really, really upset. So uh, we have Klaus. He has now uh, fed all of the the wolves uh, his his uh, his blood and snapped all their necks. Like he tells the human uh, to rest up because they're going to need him when everyone else wakes up. Uh, and then Ray is sitting on the, this rock and he is shivering and looking deeply unwell, <laughs> seemingly through his transition. So Klaus is like, everything's going to be great. <laughs> Oh, class. Sounds like, so the plan is to have an army full of hybrid slaves? And he's like, no, not slaves. Soldiers. Comrades. And you guys, like, lose your mind over comrades. I love it. Comrades is a great word. Um, so Stefan's like, well, what war are they going to fight in? And he's like, you don't arm yourself after a war has been declared. You build your army so big that no one ever dares pick a fight. <laughs> Which is, like, Klaus to a fucking T. And Stefan's like, well, why are you so sure they'll be loyal? And he says, well, it's not difficult to be loyal when you're on the winning team. He's like, that's something you'll learn once you shake that horribly depressive chip off your shoulder. (laughs) Stefan's like, so you're keeping me around to witness my attitude adjustment? (laughs) (laughs) Then uh, Klaus notices that uh, Ray is crying blood. Which is uh, not good. That seems like not something that should happen in any transition. Mm -hmm. And then he throws a little something off to Stefan where he's like, I'm keep, like, uh, you'll know why I'm keeping you around when I decide you can know. Uh, But he's like, something is wrong. And Stefan sees the blood tears and he just says, that shouldn't be happening, should it? (laughs) Uh, We got got a lot of snarky, sassy uh, Stefan here. Yeah, to which Klaus responds, well, obviously. Uh, What a pair of little bitches. So we we return back to Elena in the water and she is refusing to get out because she says if she gets out, uh, David's going to make her go home. This is where I wrote in my notes, the trio of idiots. They are so stupid. I am in love with all of them. Uh, So (laughs) I'm sorry, I can't stop laughing. (laughs) So so, uh, David's like, yeah, I'm just like, I'm going to make you go home because I'm not an idiot like you are. And so then Alaric yells, right now you're both acting like idiots. Uh, and Elena's like, you gave up on him, Damon. And David says, I didn't give up. I faced reality. Now get out of the water. And she yells, no. <laughs> I am obsessed with him. So he's like, Is, what's your big plan? Are you going to walk through a campsite full of werewolves, roast a marshmallow and wait for Stefan to stop by? Uh, and he he goes into the water after her, and I die. And Elena's like, I'm going to find him, and I'm going to help him. This is the closest we've been to him since he left. I'm not going home. Now, Damon reminds her that Klaus thinks she's dead. So uh, we it's unsafe for her to be around and, you know, risk him seeing her. And, mm-hmm. she's, and she insists that she's not leaving. And Damon's like, it's a full moon tonight. She says, then we'll find him before. And he's like, fine but we are out of here before the moon is full and I'm werewolf bait. And, and Elena says, I promise. And David says, unless you want to relive that whole deathbed kissy thing. And they leave the water. It's a fun scene that's uh, ruined by uh, Damon Tater. Yeah, fair enough. <laughs> Which I literally just Googled <laughs> Damon Hare in season three. <laughs> and the first thing is from like the Vampire Diaries Reddit. Just someone's asking, WTF is going on with Damon's hair in season three? <laughs> I'm on a rewatch and I don't remember it being this egregious before. It's like a baby mullet. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> and then one of the comments is, we gave Ian too much power. That's what happened. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's the truth. You see, we didn't give him that much power because he never wore a hat. 
<laughs> oh yeah if he had had the true power he'd be wearing his goddamn hat like he was like i want to wear hats this season and they were like you can have your hair you want it uh ian and his fedoras <laughs> oh, a lot of hats um so meanwhile back at camp ray is still uh violently shaking and his eyes are bleeding he's like why don't i feel better and stefan says some master race which Klaus doesn't love. So then uh, the like spunky lady wolf that spoke up to Klaus wakes up and uh, Klaus tries to get the human to go over and, and uh, you know, be a snack. But then Ray uh, runs away. Uh, he, like Ray does like parkour. <laughs> yeah, he uh, gives Stefan a little nib and he zoops out of there. He does an unnecessary flip like Colton Haynes always did in Arrow. <laughs> it's like, oh, why are you doing this front Haynes. flip? There's no reason for this. Remember in Teen Wolf where they all run on their, on all four? God, I keep being reminded of Teen Wolf and I like... I feel like I wanted to repress Teen Wolf. I explain the twins who become one wolf to, like, every person I meet. <laughs> no! <laughs> Jill, do you know about this? No! I don't, and I was too scared to ask. There are twins on uh, on Teen Wolf. They are both alpha werewolves. And together... They form one wolf. And the way they do that is one of them like slaps the others back and they start morphing into one being. And the wolves are very like humanoid uh, in the show because like wolf shit's expensive. So they just kind of are like dudes with like who are jacked and have like weird facial hair uh, and claws and shit. So they just... Uh, the two of them smush together and then another actor plays their wolf <laughs> but there's always like footage of them like becoming one and my friend always used to describe it as them fisting each other into being one wolf <laughs> oh my God. And, uh, you could probably guess just based on the show and the, the time but it's the Carver twins of course uh, the mm-hmm. leftover twins from season one yeah. Yeah, I was gonna ask if it was them. Of course it is. Of course it fucking is. <laughs> so when I watched The Leftovers every time I was like, Michael, when are these kids gonna be one wolf? And he was like, Stop it. Oh my god. I did. <laughs> and I was like, but like, when are they gonna be one big wolf? <laughs> Uh, I'm really fun to watch TV with is what I've learned. <laughs> uh, so Klaus sends Stefan after Ray. We go back to Damon and Elena and um, Damon is offering to help Elena and like get up the mountain. And he says, it's just one little swoosh. So he calls him a swoosh instead of a zoop. And Elena's like, with my luck, you drop me. And Alaric says, what are you guys, 12? Yes, they are. Your yes. best friend and your stepdaughter are 12 years old, Alaric. <laughs> Oh, it's fucking incredible. So, uh, Stefan notices them from a distance and, uh, like, Klaus is, like, behind him. And so Stefan tries to kind of, like, bar his way. And he's like, forget him. Why don't we just leave? <laughs> and then Klaus sees his werewolf bite. And Stefan's like, yeah, I'm gonna need your blood. And he says, well, I'll tell you what. You find Ray, then I'll heal you. Uh, which is fucking shitty. Then Klaus goes back to the campsite and sees all the other wolves are waking up and all of them are crying blood. Yep. Funny stuff. They're not doing well. <laughs> so then over at the Lockwood Mansion, uh, Tyler gets right to bra- down to brass tacks with his mom. He just immediately is like, you put Vervain in my coffee this morning. Why? What's Vervain? <laughs> yeah, she's like, huh? Who? <laughs> like clutching her pearls, literally. 
<laughs> it rolls. And Tyler's like, skip the part where we pretend we don't know about the vampires in this town. You were testing. I want to know why. Uh, that's my trivia impression. So uh, Carol's like, you've been spending so much time with Caroline, so I had to know and know for sure. And Tyler's like, well, what does Caroline have to do with this? We learn that both, uh, that all Lockwoods are bad at pretending to be dumb. Uh, Carol's like, let's skip the part where we pretend she's not one of them. Tyler's upset. He's like, do you do something to her? Carol says, I don't want you to be with her. Uh, she can't let them be together. And Tyler keeps asking, like, where the fuck is she? And then finally he just says, wait, you don't know about me, do you? And Carol says, no, what? And then he doesn't talk to her until they get to the awkward uh, cages. <laughs> uh, and it, I, that must have been an insane walk. <laughs> uh, so then Smoky Mountains, Alaric, Damon, and Elena, the idiot squad are still hiking. Uh, Alaric says, we've got about a mile left. And Damon says, the sun's about to set. And Elena says, I can see that, Damon. <laughs> but the moon doesn't reach its apex for a while. So we have time. 12 years old. I'm obsessed with them. Uh, Ray, you know, wanders out covered in his own blood tears. And Alaric points a crossbow at him and tries to scare him. But uh, Ray is not scared. He's like, hey, vampire. Yeah. Uh, he and Damon fight. Alaric shoots an arrow at him, but it doesn't do anything. Elena uh, tosses Damon the wolfsbane grenade uh, and it explodes and it, you know, seems to subdue him enough. And Alaric's like, oh shit, like this is a hybrid. Whoops. Fun stuff. Uh, now over at the Donovans, Matt is showing Jeremy Vicky's stuff. There's a really cute picture of uh, them seeing Santa as kids. Aww. Uh, kill me. So Jeremy's like, yeah, I need personal items. And they're like, does her bong count? Um, cool. Also, like, the picture is clearly like Kea Yule and like her actual sibling, but he's blonde, so it works, right? Yeah. Because <laughs> there, there's like no typical TV photoshopping because TV photo photoshopping is always terrible. It's so bad because the thing is, it's usually like, it's that and it's on top of like, so often you have to like burn in a photo later because you haven't cast stuff yet. So it's like the photo, like the VFX of that and the shitty Photoshop, it's just too much for your eyes. Yeah. You know it's wrong. So um, Jeremy's like, look, I'm here because she's your sister and because you have this chance to help her. But Matt, uh, you know, looking through all this stuff has made him too emotional. He's like, you gotta go. I can't do this. Please leave. And it's sad. But when Matt turns around, the object that was not upright is now upright. Seems kind of mm -hmm. Ghost baby. But also, uh, before we got into the sadness, you, you did make a joke about uh, Vicky's vest. Oh, yeah. I was like, this is her vest. <laughs> <laughs> It that, always, that really is what they should have used. <laughs> they should have used it. Like, they have some kind of, like, striped tank top that I'm like, I never saw Vicky wear that. <laughs> you don't tell me that's Vicky's. You show me a vest right now. Like, it's a bunch of bullshit. <laughs> this is also the scene where I wrote, Jeremy's shoulders are so imposing. <laughs> and again, thank you. <laughs> I am upset by them. Uh, so then, oh God, this next scene, Damon and Alaric tie the werewolf to a tree with a bunch of cables. And they're like, this is not tenable. <laughs> and Elena's uh, spraying um, spraying the ropes with Vervain and handing them. And he's like, Rick, take these. But instead, Damon grabs them and burns himself. <laughs> and he's like, ow. 
She says, I said, Rick, yeah, it's fucking rules. So Alaric's like, okay, that's the last of Vervain. We don't have enough stuff to hold him. We're not going to make it to the ridge before the full moon. And Elena's like, well, if we can get him to talk. Uh, but he ain't talking. Yeah, he is waking up and screaming as his transformation begins. And Damon's like, is he turning? And Elena says, well, that's impossible because it's still daylight. And Rick says, tell him that. <laughs> Idiot. Three fucking idiots. They can't handle it. They like this, this is what happens when Bonnie's out of town. For real. The, and when Stefan's not in the crew. Because like Stefan's at least a little bit cautious, even if yeah. he's not always the smartest. But like these, like, we've got we've got this is what happens when there's three Gryffindors, you know? Like it's it's foolish. They're so dumb. They're so dumb. How have any of them survived this long? Other people on the show. <laughs> exactly. Exclusively other people on the show. Uh, I love all of them. I uh, love the show. So then they run. And it's really funny. And uh, Klaus uh, Klaus uh, drinks that human's blood. And uh, the, uh, the, the the lady uh, wolf tries to have a snack. And Klaus says, you know, she tells her to be careful and says, there's only one alpha here. Jesus. Klaus. So then he looks at all of his, uh, all of his hybrids who all look like crazy zombies. And they're all bleeding from the eyes. And he's like, oh, shit. <laughs> Klaus, Klaus, Klaus. It is truly so funny. Uh, Elena trips and finds herself face to face with a big old wolf. Um, Which is like a separate wolf in general. <laughs> is this, I guess one of them was like on a hike or something. Yeah. When Klaus got there, that's what it seems to be. It, it's what it would seem. I didn't even think of that. Yeah. But that is so funny. <laughs> yeah, because it's clearly not Ray. <laughs> oh my God. Tied up. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, clearly one was just like on, on, a, on a hike and then saw what Klaus was doing. It was like, no, thank you. <laughs> that is so funny. <laughs> oh my God. Sorry. I just. No, no, no. no. It was great. It's wild. <laughs> So Damo distracts the wolf, uh, and Elena doesn't want to leave without him, but Alaric's like, he can handle himself. And Elena's like, not if he gets bit, he'll be dead. I'm the reason he's out here. And then Alaric just yells at her, I'm the reason he's out here. I told him where we were, and I'm telling you to keep moving. See, you are a dad, Rick. Good dad. Then in the old Lockwood cellar, uh, Carol and Tyler finally reach their destination. And <laughs> she's like, what is it? Just tell me. Why are you taking me to the old slave quarters? We don't like to talk about it. We don't love to speak about this. And Tyler's like, you have to see this for yourself. And he starts chaining himself up. And he's like, you think Caroline's a monster? I'm the monster mom. Uh, Carol's like, what the fuck? <laughs> Which is fair because, again, he has not said anything that isn't like very veiled and oblique. And she's like, and then he just made her walk. Yeah. And she's like, what is happening? He pushes her into, into the cellar door and like starts locking it. And she's like, what are you doing? And he's like, me, Uncle Mason. It's in our blood. It's our family curse. And then he like starts, uh, you know, uh, transforming and, uh, you know, screaming in agony. And Carol's like, what the fuck is happening? And then she sees his fangs and his yellow eyes and she starts screaming. <laughs> She is terrified. Yeah. Um, and also, I guess we should do, is like, obviously Carol Lockwood is a, is a little bitch. Mm -hmm. uh, but Susan Walter is really good uh, in this role, and she's great. She's fucking great. She was also good on Teen Wolf. She was we, great. Yeah, just, she's Lydia's yeah, mom, right? Yeah, because uh, her husband is uh, Lyndon Ashby, a.k.a. Mr. Stiles. And I love him. He is wonderful. Uh, so then Damon runs into Stefan. <laughs> 
And uh, Stefan saves Damon's life uh, by appearing behind Ray and ripping his heart out through his back. (laughs) Rules. Um, Stefan's like, what part of don't follow me anymore got lost in the translation? (laughs) And Damon's like, I'm not the problem. Your girlfriend is. If you don't want her chasing, I'd stop with the late night phone calls. (laughs) Don't go chasing late night phone calls is what I always say. Uh, so Stefan's like I didn't call her <laughs> wow Stefan's so not good at lying and David's like you did he's and she's not gonna give up on you but Stefan says well she has to because I'm I'm never coming back <laughs> I'm a bad boy now yeah he's like I'm bad I'm I'm mean he's like so get her home and see if you can keep her there <laughs> I keep her safe now that I care yeah I mean if you wanted to keep her safe then, then you should probably do it uh <laughs> I don't even care <laughs> Like, all those times you didn't care, Damon. I don't care. I'm thinking about, like, the Detroiters where um, where Sam, like, becomes a prostitute and, like, thinks he's hot <laughs> shit and is wearing all his monochromatic suits. And that is kind of Stefan's vibe right now. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Uh, please watch Detroiters. So uh, then Elaine and Alara get back in the car. And uh, Elaine is like, Stefan's out there. And now Damon, and we're just sitting here. And Alara says, let the vampires fight the hybrid zombie mountain man. I'll take care of yes. keeping the humans safe. See, you're a good, good, good egg, Rick. Yeah. And she like, she like pokes him about it. She's like, that you checked out of taking care of people. And he's like, there doesn't need to be a lesson here. Like, stop. And she's like, no, look, you're better at it than you think. And Alaric is like, you're a sucker for a lost cause. And then Elena, somehow not me, says, you're not a lost cause, Rick. You're just lost. But so is Jeremy, and so am I. Our family's gone, and we don't have anybody. I'm sorry, but you don't have anybody either. We're good for each other. And Alaric says, well, I'm keeping the ring. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Uh, Elena just keeps sassing Alaric, and you know what? He deserves all of it. He does. Ben Damon shows up, and Elena like gets out of the car to uh, to go to him, uh, uh, like you do a close friend. And uh, Damon's like, "I'm fine. I'm bite free. Let's just get the fuck out of here." And Elena's like, "Can you give me a minute to appreciate that you're not dead?" And he goes, "I'll give you ten seconds. Nine, eight. And he like shoves her in the car. He's like, "Rick, help me find my car." Yeah, and she's and Elena's like, "Damon, stop being such a caveman." But Stefan is, you know up in the mountains watching them. And it's like a really nice moment because he hasn't seen Elena in the ocean. <laughs> <laughs> I, like, I love all of this every time. It's great. I love this bit. Jill, uh, what are your favorite bits on our podcast so far? Oh, it's hard to pick a favorite. <laughs> uh, do it. Are they all tied for last or... <laughs> <laughs> Uh, all right, Jill. Fine, I'm gonna, Jill. Fine, Jill. <laughs> you don't like us, whatever. You don't do think like we're funny, it. okay? <laughs> I really like the singing. I am just very embarrassed of my own voice. Uh, hence the fact that I don't even talk that much. So singing is just a whole different level. <laughs> we, we've noticed whenever you won't sing Cut by Plum by, by Morgan. <laughs> very rude. That's my song, Jill. The least you could do is sing it. It's yours. You own it. And I sang it so that the people could sing it. <laughs> and that's why I, I made the, the, the official musical version of it. So we could all enjoy it uh, as the platinum it is. <laughs> <laughs> Truly a platinum Cut by plum. Cut by plum. It's cut by plum. It's cut by plum. 
so Matt comes to Jeremy's and he apologizes about earlier and he brought some beer and Jeremy's like, no, I know it's a lot to ask. Uh, he comes in and he's like, look, I spent the day going through Vicky's stuff and it's weird. He says, but I realized that most people didn't really get Vic. They just thought she was trouble, but you really got her and you got her better than I did most of the time. Uh, so I don't know what I'm going to do with all this, but like he gives her a backpack full of Vicky's stuff, which is really nice. And he ad- and then Jeremy admits something very sad, which is that he doesn't remember her dying. Yep, that is uh, the truth. And uh, she's like, I don't know if Caroline told you that, but like Elena made them take away my memories and whatever my last moment was with Vicky, I don't have it. And then Matt realizes that he doesn't either. Like the last moment that he had with Vicky before she was a vampire, when she was still a sister, like he can't identify it. Fuck. No thanks. These poor teens. These poor teens. Uh, thinking about it, I think this is uh, Matt's best season also. Yeah. 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 Matt's great this season. And and I think this is this is really nice reset for Matt and Jeremy. Like if now that Matt's in on the secret, putting him with Jeremy, I just think is a nice it's it's working for both of them. Yes. Jill? Um I still don't give a fuck about Jeremy. <laughs> um I don't care about his little ghost shit right now, so hopefully <laughs> that'll warm up. Uh but I do I Matt's just always like I feel like I, I don't want to rip on Matt right now. <laughs> no, it's okay. Okay. Fine. I will I will spare you. <laughs> I mean, not caring for Jeremy is okay because you know yeah. he's Jeremy. But like I feel like his ghost shit is, is fun because Anna and Vicky are fun and I like them at least. Mm-hmm. Maybe it's just because I don't really understand what's going on. Like once I have a better idea, mm-hmm. then I'll be more open. Yeah, and and you know, it's the vampire diary, so you're not gonna be in the dark for long. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> so uh then promptly Vicky's ghost appears and Jeremy's like, How do I help you? Like, what the fuck's going on? And Vicky says, I can come back and you can help me. After she like the first thing she says though is Maddie, because her brother mm-hmm. is there, and it's like, ah, oh, you sad orphan children. <laughs> yeah, and um my heart breaks. Uh and then Jeremy turns around to talk to Matt, and then a window breaks on the patio door. And then he hears Anna, and Anna's suddenly behind him. And Anna says, Jeremy, don't trust Vicky, which, ah, the girls are fighting. Are they fighting over Jeremy? That's to be decided. <laughs> but who do you trust, Jill? Do you trust uh, Vicky? He's like, I can come back. Or do you trust Anna? He says, don't trust Vicky. I don't trust either of them. I don't think it's actually Vicky or Anna. <laughs> <laughs> I don't trust fake ghosts. <laughs> yeah. Bust <Fair>. those ghosts. <laughs> Bust those ghosts. <laughs> it's an old man in a mask. An old man in a mask. Who are you gonna call? Jeremy Gilbert. <laughs> oh God! Can Jeremy Gilbert a dog and can name him Scooby-Doo? And can that be what's happening with Jeremy? I would love. I that. would love that. That'd be perfect. Jeremy is the Scrappy Doo of the show, I guess. <laughs> Let me at him. That's Jeremy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that is kind of Jeremy's vibe. So anyways, speaking of uh, rough vibes, uh, Stefan returns to the camp to see uh, a bunch of corpses. <laughs> and Klaus is like, yeah, they fucking went rabid and I killed some of them and then others bled out. Fucking... <laughs> he throws a bottle and he yells at the sky. That's the Klaus I know. That is the Klaus I know. He's like, I did everything I was told! Yeah, that's, uh, that's, that is Klaus. That is... It did not take Joseph Morgan long to, like, figure out Klaus. Yeah. Like, he, 
he had it. And I think that's also, again, explains why it seems like so long to cast Klaus, mm-hmm. like to really get what it was and who yeah. it was. And uh, Joseph Morgan, F class is uh, good. Yeah, he's great. And he's like, look, I did everything I was told. I killed a werewolf. I killed a vampire. I killed a doppelganger. And Stefan's like, you sure did. Uh, <laughs> and Klaus is like, well, you look terrible. And Stefan's like, yeah, I'm fucking dying. So give me your blood. I guess they're like, uh, it's, well, it's been three months between seasons. It's been like, the last thing we had was Damon hallucinating. Maybe we don't need uh, Stefan hallucinating now. We'll just resolve this quickly. Yeah, so um, Klaus, uh, you know, puts some of his blood in a bottle and gives it to Stefan. And he says, you're the only comrade I have left. Is it an empty beer bottle or is it like a full beer bottle? He's just being nice, giving him some beer and uh, blood. I thought it was an empty bottle, but yeah. (laughs) I had to believe it was a mixed drink, yeah. (laughs) Oh, wow, how nice. (laughs) What a comrade. I don't know if I want blood in my beer and vice versa. I feel like a vampire might want that, though. Yeah, maybe. (laughs) Over at the Gilberts, Elena is going into her into her bedroom, and of course, Damon is suddenly in her room. She she was showering, and he was just standing in her room. What a what fucking weirdo, so old man. <laughs> and he's like, "Hey, I was wrong." To which Elena responds, "Are you drunk?" <laughs> and he's like, "No." He's like, "I thought Stefan was gone, but he's not." Like, and uh, he's like explains that he saw him, and he is not okay. He's an insufferable martyr that needs his ass kicked, but he can be saved. And he's like, because even in his darkest place, my brother still can't let me die. So I owe him the same in return. I'll help you bring him back. Which is nice. That's really nice. She thanks him. It's really yeah. cool. And uh, Damon's like, but like really quick, like what made you change your mind? You were hell bent on staying on that mountain and then you gave up. So what changed your mind? And she throws out a bunch of excuses. Like we were under attack. It was too dangerous. Why are you being like this? And then she's like, fine. I didn't want to see you get hurt. Aw. Boom. Yeah. So Damon says, thanks. And then he tries to leave. And Elena's like, look, yeah, I worry about you. Why do you have to hear me say it? And then he touches her face. He says, because when I drag my brother back from the edge and deliver him back to you, I want you to remember the things you felt while he was gone. <laughs> Woof! I know Jill says, yeah, but at this point I feel like she's kind of just uh, putting on an act when all she really cares about is Tyler and Caroline. Uh then I'm going to do my part here. Holy shit. <laughs> he touches her face. He touches her hair. Whoa, whoa, good stuff. Like, I went nuts during this. The first time I saw it, the second time, the third time, all of the times. It's very hot because he is being cool. He's being honest and he's being legit and he's being a homie. And I love him. He learned all of that from Andy. I'll just say that. Right? He's just like, look, I will get my brother back. But but like, your, our lives have been on hold in this way. And I just don't want you to forget that like, I'm still in the fucking game, bro. <laughs> and I love it. It's uh, it's very, what is it? Uh, one of my favorite Friday Night Lights uh, things uh, is when Luke and Becky are together, which not that they're like my favorite uh, couple or anything. But uh, when he's trying to court her, he does just say, I'm coming for you, Sprouls. And I did yeah, uh, scream uh, forever. Luke and Becky is is good yeah they're sweet i will say that even though tyler and caroline are my number one uh mm-hmm. i did like the scene but i didn't care for his line really about, yeah oh. that did not do anything for me <laughs> see i i told you i told you okay. like i love them and i want i obviously want it to happen but like that line was so weird 
It's such a weird thing to say. I like it a lot. Well, I think it's just like you have to admit I mean something to you in a significant way. And you clearly are admitting this to yourself. And I just want you to know that once I get Stefan back, things aren't going to go exactly back to the way they were because they can't. Because like things between you and I have changed and you can feel it and I can feel it. That is at least how I would extrapolate it. That's fair. Maybe my brain is too dumb enough to, like, it's, I can't process that. Or maybe his mullet is uh, interfering with any of the hotness <laughs> it usually would have. Maybe that's it. <laughs> you might not think it is, but, like, that's what it is. It's the mullet getting in the way. <laughs> you guys, it's all in the eyes. <laughs> uh, uh, as you mentioned, Luca begging up Friday nights, uh, I will get. Mentioned, tell me a story, uh, specifically season two, because Matt Loria is in season two, oh, yeah. and uh, he's in the Cinderella um, Prince Charming story. He is Prince Charming. Yeah, and- he is. <laughs> yeah. Boy, is he Prince Charming. Aww, he is so dang cute. Him uh, crying on Friday Night Lights when Tammy's like, hey, you don't go to this school for real, though. And he cries and he says, I'm sorry for lying. Um, it, oh, it's very sweet. Uh, go, go on Legacies, Mallory, if you want. <laughs> so then we go to the old Lockwood cellar. Tyler wakes up naked. He looks at his mom like, you see what I mean? (laughs) And she looks like she has been through a harrowing evening. And she says, I'll take care of it. I'll make sure nothing happens to her. And Tyler thanks her, which is nice. So then later, uh, she calls Bill and is like, hey, so like about that uh, vampire told you to kill. What if you didn't? And Bill's like, no, you can't like change your mind about this. Like, don't feel guilty. These are monsters. And Carol says, well, what if we're wrong? And Bill says, my family's been committed to this fight for almost 150 years. You married into it, so maybe you don't get it. But I know what my obligations are. And he hangs up. Sounds like a, a real John Gilbert to me. Yeah. So then, in a mysterious cellar somewhere, Caroline is tied to a chair. She's facing a door that has a barred window, and she's yelling for anybody to hear her. And then the door opens, and it is the mysterious Bill. And he says, hello, Caroline. To which Caroline responds, Daddy? End of episode. Dun, dun, dun. Caroline's gay dad is a bad man. Guys, we killed the lesbians. Now the gay guy is a <laughs> bad guy. The gays just can't win in this show. Uh, I mean, we will we will talk about uh, gay dad <sighs> a lot. The gays uh, struggle to catch a break on the Vampire Diaries. See, when I think about season three, like, now that I've thought about it more, obviously there's a lot of great stuff, but then there's a lot of stuff I have to, uh, I will be getting very angry about <laughs> in the season. Fair enough. Uh, again, we already mentioned Damn it. Fuck. Uh-huh. That pisses me off. Yes. Fair. <laughs> uh, Caroline's family thing, obviously, now with her dad. This pisses me off. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I am, uh, I, I, my, my, the stuff I like in season three is more at the top. Like, I, I enjoy its, uh, hot streak the most. I, I'll be interested to see what I think about more of the season. I just tend to watch, like, the beginning of it a lot when I decide I want, uh, you know, to watch The Vampire Diaries for a little bit. So I've seen these quite a few times. <laughs> I mean, I think it, I feel like it, it, it I, We'll have to talk about it later mm-hmm. because someone on the show booked their own series mm-hmm. and <laughs> we'll have to talk about that mm-hmm. and the storyline that uh, happens because they have to mm-hmm. deal with that. Yes. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, so that becomes a whole thing. Yeah. And then 
because I, I will mostly be, I will definitely be more angrier when we talk about season four. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But uh, there are things in season three that, like, especially, I, I guess I love the season, mm-hmm. and I'm excited to rewatch. Uh, I'm going to be really upset about. Yeah. I mean, again, we'll, we'll definitely be talking about um, race in Vampire Diaries again. Yep. Uh, we will be talking about sexual orientation in Vampire Diaries now. Mm-hmm. So... The fun is happening. <laughs> oh boy. <laughs> Look, we're going to get into it. Um, but also, there's a lot of really, really good stuff. Um, yeah. I'm really excited. Uh, three, yeah, there's going to be a lot of fun stuff to discuss. I think. I really do hope you go into the next episode with an open mind, Jill. I'll do my best. Please. Picture it. It's my 19th birthday. I, um, <laughs> I stay at my friend's uncle's. We, we use the pool at my friend's uncle's hotel. He's staying at that uh, at that place at LA Live, the Marriott that has the roof pool. So I went mm. there with a couple of my friends. <laughs> and later, I watched the Vampire Diaries. <laughs> <laughs> Having a September birthday is tough when you're a new student because you don't know that many people. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so it's small. <laughs> Again, I didn't mean to be sad. But uh, <laughs> I, I love freaking vampire diaries uh anyways i hope that you love it and Uh, treat yourself so jill we are at season three now we gotta get some season three rankings baby you guys it shifted a little bit we have someone new up here Ah. do you want to guess the new person is at number five klaus no carol (laughs) (laughs) definitely not sophie steve funny sophie (laughs) it is sophie no. <laughs> I should have Sophie, though. That's good. That's really good. Ooh, I have many regrets. Number six, Sophie. Shit, who is it, Jill? It is Bad Steve. It is Steve, yes, I got it. Bad Steve. Bad Steve coming in at number five. Oh, Hell, I guess yeah. he'll be climbing the rankings then. Yeah. <laughs> oh, Jill, you're, you're not ready. Yeah. Am I going to like Steve this season? Oh, yeah. <laughs> He's going to be climbing those rankings. Yeah, if this Ooh. got him to five, uh, there's stuff that's going to get him higher. Oh, okay. He might r- r- rise up in the next episode. Mm-hmm. Really? Mm-hmm. Okay, I'm intrigued. Some good times <laughs> for, uh, for good old Steve. Uh, uh, and um, this, uh, this season also has like my favorite uh, bad Steve line. <laughs> good God. Can't wait to find out. <laughs> <laughs> no, you shouldn't be scared. It's, it's hilarious. Okay. <laughs> Who is number four, Jill? I'm dying over here. Number four, we have Rick. Hell yeah. No longer Warner. Hell I love yeah. a sad alcoholic. <laughs> <laughs> then you love Rick. Yeah. <laughs> uh, number three, we have Caroline. Hell yeah. Number two, <laughs> <laughs> we have Damo. <laughs> And number one. Number one. Shocker here, but my boy Tyler Lockwood. Staying boy strong. T-Dog. Hell yeah, hell yeah. How have we not called him T-Dog yet, honestly? He does have a T-Dog vibe. He should be called T-Dog. T-Dog. L-Dog. dog TL. TL. TL, bro. On the TL. <laughs> Are we trying to write like a spinoff where like Tyler's in prison? <laughs> a prison break with Tyler. <laughs> God. Let's just redo prison break with Trevino, honestly. Sure. It's time. Yeah. Uh, Tr- Trevino and Taylor. Wait, Trevino and Taylor Kinney? Wait, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I've never watched a prison break in my life, Me but either. I watched that. 
<laughs> I just know that Trevino has to be Wentworth Miller and uh, Taylor Kitty has to be uh, uh, Dominic Purcell and that's the show. There we go. Done. I would watch it. Yeah. Green light it. Give me the green light. <laughs> I want it. Uh, who has crushes? Who has crushes? Oh, I have to think about my crushes, shouldn't I? I've not thought about this all day. I was too busy waiting for her rankings. Oh, sorry. I took so long. No, I'm not saying like it took so long. I'm saying like I've been waiting all episode. <laughs> <laughs> all you could think of. I think the only shocker is Bad Steve. <laughs> it was, and it was shocking. <laughs> but really, it. Is it shocking? <laughs> no, but it's fun. <laughs> Morgan, who um, are your crushes? Okay, get ready. Um, I'm breaking all the rules because episode <laughs> one, my crush is Tyler and Caroline. And episode oh. two, my crush is the Idiots Trio of Dane, oh. Elena, oh, and Alaric. Yeah. I think those are my, those are my exact crushes. <laughs> um, if I may just wax poetic for a second, I... Like I said, I didn't know that many people who liked the Vampire Diaries, but um, I met uh, in my at my school in my program. They set up a bunch of like mentors for us. So your freshman was matched with a senior, and my senior was like, "Oh right, this week's like you watch you watch the Vampire Diaries." Tyler and Caroline this week. Holy shit. And I was like, oh, I'm going to be safe with you. <laughs> I'm going to be just fine. And I was. And uh, they're really hot. Congrats to them. If you can make me forget about Maddie Blue, you're doing a good job. And then I love the Idiots Trio with all my heart. <laughs> and yeah. I, I, I know they can't all be together like that all the time because everything in the show would fall apart. <laughs> but uh, not if I don't love it. The Idiot Trio just shows you how much chaos they've descended into, like over the summer with Steve being with uh, Klaus, with Bonnie being out of town. And with like Caroline busy being horny, like we need order. Seriously, but yeah, uh, I would have to say the same crushes, honestly. Yeah. I knew it was going to be Tyler and Caroline, so I'm like, well, who will be in episode two? But like, yes, yeah, it's definitely the idiot's trio. <laughs> Jill? I mean... <laughs> uh, <laughs> obviously, I'm going to agree with you guys on the first episode. Uh, oh. Tyler and Is Caroline. Is it Steve? Is it Steve and Klaus? <laughs> Sign me up. Honestly, I would be okay with that. If you guys were like, Jill, you can't pick Tyler and Caroline anymore, <laughs> it would be Steve and Klaus. <laughs> See, this is why, Jill, I think you'll if if you could just get over the fact it's it's flashbacks, you will love the next episode. Yeah. Well, that's a spoiler. <laughs> oh fuck, whatever. <laughs> we don't know what they're talking about or when they when anything happens. <laughs> Stop digging yourself deeper and deeper. Anyways, I'm gonna have to bleep that too. If you saw the promos for this, that they would tell you that. Here, let me let me find the promo for the end of the affair real quick. Yeah, I I that doesn't count. I will find out if, if, if you ruined it. Uh, you're going to have to put in your disclaimer, by the way. Okay, I'll, I'll put, we want to drop in my apology. Yeah. It looks like, um, yeah, you spoiled. <laughs> it, it's not, they don't exactly show it in the promo, no. Whoops. Whatever. So just say you're sorry. 
Hello, my name is Morgan Woodridge, and I'm very sorry because I dropped a second spoiler in the pod. Um, look, I never claimed to be a perfect person, and I certainly won't tell you that I am one now, but I am very sorry for my actions and for all the people that I've hurt. I love you. Goodbye. Oh, while I'm here apologizing, I would like to apologize for what ever I sounded like on last week's episode of the podcast when I was freaking out about Leah Michelle getting canceled. Um, <laughs> I'm sorry. Uh, I uh, Leah released her uh, notes app apology today. It is deeply vague and very like, sorry if you felt hurt because I have no memory of saying any of that. But um, okay. It's so good because she's like, I'm sorry if you perceived me that way. And then she like redirects it to being like <laughs> pregnant right now. And I'm like, okay, honey, like she she says some stuff about how like right now she was just trying to like show support and that, you know, this is a very small thing going on in our culture in the grand scheme of things, which I appreciate because obviously we shouldn't be talking about this. We should talk about every fucking other thing. But, um, you know. Uh, probably uh, not a super remorseful apology. Not a fan. Uh, still dealing with it in my own way. So, uh, two apologies. There you go. <laughs> and now back to the Empire Diaries. <laughs> I can't wait for next episode, guys. Which I will say no details about. <laughs> <laughs> I can't wait until redacted. <laughs> and meanwhile, like, Jill's like, this is fine. I, I don't know what, what you're talking about. Yep. But for, for eagle-eyed listeners, mm-hmm. it would have been a problem. You're absolutely correct. I am very sorry again. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so that has been the Empire Diaries. Any final thoughts, you guys, on these uh, two episodes? They rip. Uh, fucking fantastic. I want more of that, <laughs> right? <laughs> More, more, more. Uh, yes, we will get more of that, baby. Oh, yeah. Um, and the next two episodes are The End of the Affair and Disturbing Behavior. Mm. And we're not talking about the Katie Holmes, James Marsden feature film. <laughs> but we could be. I just have to say that if I don't see Caroline tossing Tyler across the room onto a bed again, um, <laughs> that's going to be an issue for me. <laughs> And I just want to say, if I have to keep waiting for Team Stefan and Caroline to be a thing, <laughs> I'm going to be peed off. <laughs> and I'm going to say that uh, Matt and Caroline said I love you. And we've covered that episode on this podcast. <laughs> so I guess I'm feeling pretty good. <laughs> I, I'm glad that we've all decided, like, okay, so Caroline and whoever she with, this is the shit we need to focus on. <laughs> yeah. We're not gonna we're not gonna argue about the other ones. Like, this is it, and we all have to choose a side. <laughs> Look, I chose an early win, and uh, I appreciate about myself. <laughs> yeah, and uh, so far, we don't have Caroline and Stefan interacting at all in the season, <laughs> so uh, I don't know what to do. Sorry, Ooh, buddy. Bad Steve and Caroline? I'd be Ooh. into that. Sounds Ooh. pretty hot. <laughs> and with that, uh, you can find me on Twitter at Lefergs, and from there, you can find my writing, and I will have some cool stuff that I can't talk about now. But if you're a nerd, you'll really like it. Ah! So, there you go. Ooh. Hey, <laughs> you can find me at Lorgan Mudich on Twitter.com. Uh, I am probably saying something really silly. Um, and uh, I'm bad on Instagram and Letterboxd, too. Uh, if you want to follow me on Letterboxd, I think I'm fun on there. Uh, and that's me. Um, and you can find me on Twitter at Jobo Baggins with two I's instead of two L's. 
Um, I'm also on Letterboxd, but at Jill D-E-F-I, I am saying absolutely nothing of importance. So <laughs> strong disagree. That's how we roll, baby. All right. Love you guys. XOXO. XOXO. A drop in the ocean. A change yeah. in the weather. Oh my God. I was wishing that you and I might end up together. It's like wishing for rain as I stand I in the desert. desert. <laughs> but I'm holding you closer than most. See you on my heaven. <laughs> Still, I can't let you be. Most nights I hardly sleep. Don't take what you don't need from me. It's just a dream. I've been in the ocean. Deep.